Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 12 Teamless Tuesday podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Nick Lord returning our Stats Guru and Fantasy Nugget. How you going, Nick? What it do, baby? Back from the dead, boys. Yeah, it's good Good to hear from you, mate. You're all going well? Yeah, mate. You know, just uh, just the struggles of having a newborn sometimes, you know. It's just um, full-time dad, uh, part, part-time podcaster, I should probably put it like that, you know. So, yeah, family first, I guess. No, makes sense, but glad to see that you're back in the wagon this week. Good to hear That's from it, you. Uh, we'll be joined a little bit later on by Mitch Brown, uh, expert physio, so we'll, we'll push that a little bit later in the segment. But tonight we're also joined by Adam Middleton. Uh, Adam, give us a little bit of intro, mate. Hey, I'm from Wellington, born and raised, and yeah, just love love league, love footy, love fantasy, pretty much. Um, probably one of the very rare Kiwis that love um, league more than union. So li- now living in Sydney, um, neutral base. Did they kick you out, mate? Pardon me? Did they kick you out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They found out that I wasn't an All Black supporter. I was more of a Kiwi supporter, and they, they, they put me on the first flight out. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, look, mate, it's it's great to have you on, and yeah, interested to see how your thoughts are going about everything. And mate, you had a good week in fantasy last week. How did you go? Oh, I scored a one thousand sixteen. Um, Hines really set it off for me. Um, still holding Haas as well. That was that was good. So over a rank of tw- oh, one thousand two hundred and twelve. So not going too bad. That's that's primed. Excellent, Nick, mate. You had another good week too. You're you're still powering away there, holding on to those trades, but scoring well. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoarding them. Uh, yeah, nine twenty two. So a bit bit down, but uh, still five fifty nine. So I dropped about uh two hundred odd ranks, unfortunately. But that's all right. Nice. Mate, I was in for a good week. I was up to 60th at one point, but uh, Hines did get away from me a little bit at the end, so I'm out to 176 overall. So, but good side is I'm I'm the only person I think it, like uh, who doesn't have SJ or Hines. Like I'm sort of the highest you can get without those two guys. Don't have SJ, eh? I uh, don't have either, mate. So I've 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 done it. We'll, we'll see how long I can last for without those two. <laughs> anyway. Uh, look, let's talk about things got wrong this week. Nick, what happened? Uh, I sort of um, have been holding firm on not sort of burning trades you don't need to. So I've held uh, Tyrone Sloan, Tyrell Sloan, sorry, and that sort of um, held me back a little bit, I think, the last two, three weeks uh, as he cracked out another dud score. But he's one of my round 13 win fullbacks. So I've just had to, had to hold on. Yeah, isn't it funny? Hey, you're like... I, I don't even know how I'm feeling about round 13 anymore. Like, it's holding some of these guys for so long, and it's like bad score after bad score. It's like if I just bought Walsh, it's like even if he missed the game, I w- he would have scored more points. Yeah, so, more gross points, I don't you mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. So, look, I think uh, this is the first year of the Super Buy series, right? Isn't it? I think next year we'll have a better idea of what works and what doesn't, hey? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. No, I got it. How about you, Adam? Um, I had to choose between Totola, Lodge, and Flegler. I went with Totola, so that was a um, mistake on my part because, as we'll get into a bit later, Flegler and Hodge absolutely brained it. 
but also um yeah i've been i've been telling people that hosking's been a keeper edge but the edge continue or edge really seems to continue on so but we'll talk we'll discuss hosking a little bit later yeah look at least it's all outscored flagler by two points so you're doing all right mate yeah <sighs> You missed miss Lodge, but, you know, you can't predict what's going down with the packs, but I get it. And look, for me, me, I've kind of got the same thing. With Miller's looking like less of a keeper than I thought. So Ponga sort of brained it on the weekend, and unfortunately Miller, you know, his his biggest contribution to the game seems to be when he gifted a try to David Fafita, right? <laughs> I swear he just didn't rate. He didn't chase him down. He didn't want to try and tackle him. That's it. I did pretty well to catch up, I think. But, yeah, he's one of those quick guys, but not necessarily top speed guys. Whereas Ponga, Ponga actually got there in the end. So, pretty funny. Interesting. All right. Uh, Mitch, mate, you're in. How you going? I'm back. I'm well, mate. How are you? Good, good. People of the UK surviving? Ah, yeah. It was just a meeting with the people above me, mate. Had to to do it for big dogs. So, I'm here now and that's all good. Awesome. Mate, how'd you go this week in fantasy? Uh, look, it wasn't a great week, uh, <laughs> and we'll move on from there. Excellent. Uh, how are you going overall, mate? Did, did, just give us your rank, if not your score. 65, 67. So, uh, we've started to go backwards, which isn't particularly good, but, you know, an HIA, yeah. <laughs> HIA from Zach Hoskins oh, and, yeah. uh, Manu getting 27 and then my panic trade from, uh, Tyrell Sloan, who punched out nearly 50 points to James Tedesco. It's just the pain train. Oh, it's just, bro. It's just pain. What were you doing? Yeah. It said don't do it. I said don't do it, but I had Sloan and no cover. Because oh. Hammer was out. I had no bro. cover. I had to do it. Okay. You yeah. can't hold Sloan. He was awful uh, and I needed to get out of him. And I got I got Sting Quarter. It's just like, man, if I was the front of the St. George board today, I'd get freaking fired. It's terrible. Yeah, you would, mate. That's shocking. Uh, all right. Look, let's talk about the leagues. So, uh, Nick, how are your newbie leagues going? Mate, pretty good. I've just shoved a chip in my mouth, but I'll carry on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 60 with 974, congrats. And Tamiki Eagles with 942. <laughs> nice, mate. Uh, do you want me to get you to talk a little bit longer on that one? Yeah, keep 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 it going. Nah. I haven't got um, I haven't got the overall legs over you. Uh, what, no, what, what mate, you pull that up while it? I talk about mine. Mate, so, some vinegar. Come on. Oh, no other choice. Oh, my God. All right. Let's talk about the Boom and Bust Competitive League number two. Checking out my power, Matt Hurley, 1,023, mate. Good work for the week. Uh, and look, the league, the league's tight in the competitive league. Uh, I'm coming second, and I don't know how I'm coming second, So, but like, it's it's a rough league. And Chaos Mode is even filthier over here. I lost by... Oh, no, I won on recount. I actually won. Sorry, Brendan <laughs> Kipping. The recount, I went up by four points. 970 to 969. So, sorry, Brendan. You would have been ahead the whole time. But the uh, Road Coach Killer, uh, T Lomax, the, uh, 1010. Well done to you. Mitch, yeah, nice. your competitive head-to-head had... Mate. I ran into the top score this week, which oh. wasn't great. So <laughs> it's like the buy with you at the moment. Byron Wakeland, he he beat me by 143 points. He cracked out 1,003. So my meek 860 was a bit like you know the Roosters running up against the Panthers. It wasn't pretty. No, 
Uh, awesome. And Nick, did you see the overall yet? Yeah, still Greenshift Hooligans is uh, still number one overall in the whole comp. So they're just they're just uh, braining it. Isn't it tough so, when you got these yeah. like absolute degenerates playing in the overall league? It's like, oh man, what are we doing? Why do we even have this? May as well just have it open to the whole whole league. Yeah, Hissing Bada is second, by the way. Silly. Who? Hissing Bada, Oho M, the next guy down in our league, oh, is second nice. overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not killing it. So, man, these teams are so juicy. Uh, yeah, we also got. Uh, uh, th- I think we also got third overall, and then it drops down uh, to forty first overall. So the top three players in the, in the country or in the world are in our league, which is not fun. Mate, uh, hissing Bart, I cop the Tedesco 15, Mitch. So what's your excuse, mate? <laughs> <laughs> he, copped the, he also copped the Lukey 84, so I think that's why he's happy this week. Yeah. They all did jumped he, on Lukey. Did, he, he, cop, the did he cop the Hosking 26 and the friggin' yep. uh, Sunny Luke 27 and... It was it was ugly, um, and and the Manu twenty seven. It was uh, everything. Like there's like probably you know Manu is usually fifty points. No. There's twenty three. Uh, Tedesco is usually fifty points. There's another thirty five. So that's fifty eight points. And then um, Hosking shut the bed with a concussion. So there's like nearly eighty points just there <laughs> in injuries. So suck my dick. <laughs> 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 oh, mate. Uh, you know, subject, we, we, could, we could have told you, mate. We could have told you don't buy attacking players against the Panthers. Anyway, last few years, not a good time. Anyway, Mitch, let's talk about something you do know about, and that's injuries. Mate, I, I'm relegating myself to injuries only this year. Like, I'm not talking about anything else. I refuse. If you ask me a question that's on injury related, I'm just not going to answer. I'm just going to respond with silence. Uh, Joe Manu. So, we're looking at a moderate grade ATFL injury. Now, the normal t- hype. Healing time for that is four to six weeks. It honestly could be as low as three, guys, and it depends on two things. Number one, it depends on how much pain he can tolerate and where the strapping is going to be enough to get him through. And then the other thing to factor in is that Joey is very important for this Roos' outfit. They might rush him back. So, look, if he is that three-week mark, just keep in mind he won't be running the ball all that much, but he could be back in three weeks. So, factoring in round 13, that's only two games you're missing. Josh Alloyer, so shoulder dislocation. Now, I haven't seen any update on this. That's going to be at least six weeks, and that's pending any damage that might require a shoulder stabilization, which would rule him out for four to six months. So watch that space. Kelma Tulagi, facial fracture. That's going to require surgery, so that's going to rule him out for the next eight weeks. Sean Lane. Now, Stu, do we have a grading yet on his hamstring injury? Uh, it's, it's six to eight weeks, mate, so I'm guessing right. grade three. Beautiful. Uh, that'd be grade two for six to eight. Grade three is generally a little bit longer. Oh, wow. Uh, so, you know, and, and he is a, a high-powered running second rower, so I'm I'm wagering he's going to be closer to the seven to eight, particularly with the time he spent out earlier in the year with that jaw fracture, so his conditioning probably isn't quite where we want it to be. Tom Burgess, so he was a late withdrawal on that most recent game. I haven't seen if he's named yet. No, he's he's not. Okay. So the main risk there was a late withdrawal because it usually is a one to two week injury. Just keep an eye on that. If he's out for the next week following, I'm actually starting to think there could be more of a discal component. And we saw with Tevita Pengai Jr. that can really bring down performance and make them more of a week to week proposition. So we'll keep an eye on Tom Burgess. Uh, Adam Reynolds, so... Cleared of any major neck issues. It looked to me to be an HIA, which would have him out this week, I'd imagine. Uh, It's something that we said about in the past with Reynolds. His ability to play for prolonged stints without any type of injury is questionable. As before, though he is playing behind one of the 
best packs in the league. Uh, it is just one of those things that and occasionally set off alarm bells. But if ever you were to pick up Alan Reynolds in his whole career, now's the time. Like if you look how that injury happened, it's just one of those unlucky things, you know. We know that he, he is notorious for copying those niggly injuries, but this isn't one that really sets off the alarm bells for me. Uh, Spencer Lenu, uh, he's followed the way of Tyson Frizzell. He's ruptured his nut. So that's not great. That'll have him out for probably about six weeks. Uh, Sofa Solomona, so... Fractured or a rib injury is why he's out at the moment. He is likely to be named now, Stu. Has he been named? Uh, he has been named. Uh, he's yep. been named to start. Yeah, he has been named, but I would think more than likely a drop in minutes as he battles with ankle and knee legals. So we've seen in the past forwards with rib injuries don't like to really hit the line as hard as they might normally. He's already covering a couple couple of injuries. I reckon they'll be looking to play him minimum required minutes, so somewhere between that 25 to 30-minute mark. So he's probably a sell because I would suggest that's going to persist at least the next three to five weeks. Cam McInnes, broken hand, that's four weeks. We did see Brandon Smith come back after three weeks last year. Just again, remember when they come back earlier from that, they're likely to be a little bit underdone and unwilling to go into contact. And McInnes is a very similar player to uh, Brandon Smith. Uh, Talakai's out with a neck injury for a week and Zach Wolford, Category 1 HIA. So we'll see him gone for the 11 days, which should just be the one game. So that's the injury wrap-up for the week and not as bad as some of the previous weeks we've had. No, it's, it was actually, we've had a couple of good weeks in a row, right, Mitch? Yeah, my workload's been a bit better, which is good. Yeah, the uh, it's almost like uh, all those people who are going to get injured, they've sort of uh, sorted themselves out. They've gotten busted. And now they're, they're just off the long-term ones. They're not back you, yet. You realise there's a lot of truth to that, right? Hmm. What do you mean? People who are going to get injured typically have it at the start of the season or the end of the season. So they're either going to break down with fatigue towards the end or they're just not up to speed and they get busted early. Interesting. Okay, that's good to hear. So so this part of the year, we should hopefully see a little bit less injuries rolling around. Awesome. And look, the naughty corner, same again. Fines only this week, So which is good to see. Having a look through these... Uh, Jaden Sewer is the hard one, so guys, because he's on his third and subsequent offense, which is no surprising, right, if you're a Dragons fan. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the big one about that one is that basically any grade two that he's going to get, he's going to cop multiple weeks, right? And if it's a bad one, like a hit drop, we're talking about like five weeks. So that's bad for Jaden Sewer. Uh, the other guy is Junior Paulo. Got a grade one dangerous contact fine. Again, uh, multiple weeks, but again, we don't own Junior. But for those of you thinking about bringing Jaden Sewer, just know that he's a uh, suspension magnet and he's going to cop it in the neck or and in the hip pocket too because it's like three grand. That's a lot of money to pay. Like, Nick, would you turn up if, if uh, you know, your boss could find you three grand every time that you stuffed up? <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, yeah, probably. I think I'd have to, right? <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, anyway, let's start with the teams. Nick, first game, Broncos versus Panthers. What's happening? Uh, give me a sec. I'm just scrolling. I'm almost there. Okay, Reese, uh, Jock Madden is in for Adam Reynolds, who's been sidelined after that nasty uh, self-knockout. Um, is the only change, which is good. Spencer Linear won't return after that ruptured um, nut, as Mitch mentioned. Ivan Cleary has named the same side. Zach Hosking is still in the starting side. Liam Martin's still on the bench. Um, who do you want to kick off, Stu? Uh, look, let's let's start with Tom Flegler because he he's a guy that we got a little bit of interest in. Let's talk about him. Okay, 
451k, 17 break even. His workload um, has been significantly increased the last three games with 50, 50, and 66 minutes um, compared to his career 47 minutes when he's starting in the front row. So he's a 0.8 ppm when starting and playing more than 45 minutes. So if you take uh, out his round six, four fantasy points in 23 minutes, he must have been sent off or something. Um, he's averaged 36 minutes. Uh, sorry, 36 and 48 and a half minutes this year uh, for a price target of 422k. So there's not really much money. Yep. Yeah, there's not there's not really much money there to be honest. Um, if he keeps chugging along the way he is, the question is though, will he hit more that 55 minutes for his price target more towards 650 to make him maybe a bring in as the pack is stacked when healthy? Um, I'm not all that interested, but he's also that fringe origin player. Um, having played game three in 2021. So I can't really make a recommendation to bring in despite maybe some um, more minutes with Haas and Carrigan sort of taking a workload over Origin. I just don't think he's worth walking, guys. Any disagreement? No, not from me. No, I, I think there's some safer guys to buy out there like uh, who probably aren't going to pay Origin like Lodgins Toller. So. Sweet. Okay, Paddy Carrigan, hold hold uh, one more week and then look to sell over the Origin period. He has around twenty five buy as well, so he isn't a hold through Origin and after Origin anyway. So, um, yep, look at your plans to move him on next week. That's it. Hopefully, this this Queensland side is looking pretty stacked. So whoever doesn't make it out of those guys is probably a buy, right? Like I'm hoping that Ruben Cotter doesn't make it, and then then he's just straight into my team. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, nah. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Adam? Oh, I, I definitely think, um, yeah, any one of those Origin guys is going to be a pickup. Um, yeah, Potter, hopefully. Also, I've I've heard last year Billy Slater was thinking about bringing um, Hopgood in from reserve grade, so maybe he's a quick bolter that someone should, yeah, note down, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I don't want to hear about that, mate. I own Hopgood, so none of that. <laughs> none of that talk. All right, but mate, let's have a talk about a guy who we also need to chat about, which is Zach Hosking. Got a twenty-seven last week. What's what are we thinking? Oh, Zach Hosking, here we go. Um, yeah, it's not it's not promising, is it? Really, I think he had a sixty-minute game um, a couple of weeks ago with um, who was it? Sullivan going into the second row um, for some reason. I'm I'm holding. Um, just because he averages what sixty two, um, when he plays eighty minutes, and on that team, it's it's hard to get rid of a eighty minute edge. Um, what what do you think, Stu? Look, mate, I'm struggling as an owner. The big the big thing is is that Jamin Salmon, they're playing him in that edge role, so they are giving the edges a rest. Obviously, last week, mm-hmm. you know, with Sorrow going so well, they didn't move him. And they didn't get him to play any middle either because previously they'd been getting a bench rest and then coming out playing a bit of middle. Uh, so as far as I can see, he some games, and this is kind of like uh, a couple of years back when they had uh, Kikau, Capewell, and Martin all playing where they, they all kind of drank each other's milkshake a little bit. So I am a little bit more worried about uh, Hosking than I was a couple of weeks ago. His base stats are amazing. He's close to being mm. a keeper, but I think that you know, I don't know whether there's any more value in him. And I think some weeks that he may just get benched because the team's going well. So, and, oh, mate, you don't need to come back on, you know, so-and-so's braining him. So I would say if you can exit this week to, I don't know, Isaiah Papali, would that be a fair trade? 
Like it's it's forty grand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. He, 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 I'm thinking about that this week. I've got the money to do it in just just a straight trade. Would you think about Hosking to Meadow in Risk Origin? Uh, it's an extra fifty grand, and he doesn't. He's not edge. Oh, okay, that, that's yeah. that, that's the harder thing for me. Is that like out of straight edge players? It's like there, there are a few guys around the same price, but they're all they're all Risk for Origin, aren't they? Like, is it Hudson Young? Is it Tyson Frizzell? Is it both? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Origin's really trying to spend it in the works, hasn't it? Yeah. Mitch, what are you thinking, mate? I have no opinion. There's no injury. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, you own the player, though, don't you? Are you selling him? Yeah, so I don't know what to do because there's no injury. <laughs> Fair enough. No, um, honestly, I'm looking to go out to IPAPI, but I'm starting to become a bit trade conscious. I'm down to 17. Yeah. So, it's not ultra pressing. I probably am going to hold for a week, but he has lost about twenty five k cash from that HIA, so it's it's not it's not great. Yeah. The I, question I, is who to trade out to. I I can't get IPAPI without making another trade, and I don't really love it. I gotcha. Yeah. See, I can do it one trade this week. I can't. Yeah, that's ideal. If, if I mm. can't do it, I might not be able to do it one trade next week because if Hosking gets shorter minutes or IPAPI goes big, bigger, that's yeah. where the risk comes in. So. Yeah. All right, so look, Hosking, I, th- I think we're saying, look, we can, if he gets to 80, he's great, but just with everyone fit and healthy, we do know that also that Liam Martin, you know, will play less minutes over, mm. coming back from origin, but he's back. So I was reading the article today. It was a grade one, the hammy that just kept reoccurring. So Mitch, you can speak to this, right? Yep. Is that So he had this grade one hammy that just, he couldn't quite get rehab properly, kept on reoccurring. Yep. So, but they said that that's why they took the extra time with him this time to get him sweet. Yep, which is why they're a good organization. Though they do have the luxury to do that, I suppose. That's it. So, like, we're thinking that, like, you can't see Liam Martin sort of stepping back, right? He's got to, he's got to start somewhere, doesn't he? Look, there's always going to be a risk in that first two to three weeks on coming back because there is no, there's no type of conditioning like playing the actual game. But if they're smart and they build him in, the risk is pretty low, particularly if it was recurrent grade ones. Um. Yeah. You know, there is always a little bit of risk, but he, they've had the extra time, so he'll be as close to good as he's going to get. Nice. Yeah. Look, I get a feeling that he's going to play that bench role, like that. That's it. Yeah. Hybrid edge middle uh, for Origin. So it's not like uh, Tom Travojevic, which I have the good oil on, who's been playing with a, a low, low grade one hamstring for the better part of two months, which is why, as we said, he's getting those back spasms. So. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Anyway, yep. okay, pretty we'll wilder. To, yeah, that's that's, feel, the, that's the good oil, folks. All right, let's talk about Payne Haas uh, here, Adam. What are we thinking about him? Like, are we 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 got to talk about Origin players? What what are we thinking? Well, I think this opens a bit of a bit of a um, bit of a can of worms. To be honest, it just depends on how many Origin players that we actually want to keep through out the period. As we all know, Haas's. Um, top shelf, he is the best of the best in the front row forward position. Um, Nick, do you do you? How many Origin players are you holding throughout the Origin period? Look, I'm planning to hold two. Payne Haas being one of them, Cleary being the other. Uh, I've kind of just about exited everyone else, except maybe Hammer, who now might be playing. I thought I was out. I know. How about you, Nick? How many are you thinking you want? I haven't really thought about it like that, so I don't really plan for it. But I think I've just avoided Origin players. But, you know, apparently Corey Horsburgh might get a go. Hopgood might get a go. Burton might, might you know, it's just like, who knows? Mm. So, this in terms of, like, 
locks. I've only got two. I think two locks and then maybe some fringes, right? Yeah, okay. Who, who are your locks, mate? Who, who are the guys you definitely keep in no matter what? Oh, same, same as you guys. Probably just hold on to Cleary and Haas, I'd say. Nice. Because they, they back up really well, you know. They're not like um, – they're just freaks. They'll they just have the exact same performance after the Origin game, so I'm not too fussed about either of them. That's it. Top-level motors, no massive injury history. What uh, about those people that have Heinz as well? So they've got Heinz, Cleary, and Haas. Are you keeping all three? Are you getting rid of Heinz? What do you I, think? I'm not sure that you can necessarily keep $3 million just sitting, mm. or 2.7 sitting on the bench. I think that if you look at the schedule, uh, Heinz will, if Heinz is playing Origin, like playing six, and the fact that Trindle is such a good backup, he might be rested or at least play part games. So, and naturally, if he does play Origin, he will actually play just one less game than Cleary over that period too, just due to the way that their buy schedule works. So with Did that in mind... If he plays Origin? Uh, if he plays Origin, uh, but he's got a buy in one of the minor buy rounds, so it means that he'll miss he'll miss one more game than Cleary over that period if he is playing Origin. So I'd keep Cleary and I'd move on Heinz. Or you sell Haas and you keep Cleary and Heinz, one or the other. You trade him down to someone like Tohu, but you can't keep all three. No, I'd trade Hines. It'd be his first origin period. You know there's always hangovers from your first origin if he That's plays true. all three. Look I wouldn't bother, him. to be yeah. honest. It's more intense. The recovery is different. Yeah. The recovery is different. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, let's let's have a look. The the other guys we've got to talk about here, uh, let, let's just – I'll dispatch a couple of quick. Scotty Sorensen, guys – Absolutely huge 94, top fantasy score of the round, but don't chase the dragon. He just did really well against the poor edge defense. They scored 36 points on that left-hand edge, and he just he rolled over for two tries. You, you won't get that every week. Uh, we also got to chat about uh, Jerome Luai, who's who got a 80-odd, 81. Uh, exactly the same issue. Don't chase it. He's almost doubled his next highest score this year. Guy we do need to talk about, though, Sonny Luke, 27. Guys, there are a lot of good buys this week, like a lot of good cashes to buy. Sonny Luke has not been a good cash. He's been a pretty poor one. Exit this week. So whoever you can get in. So uh, Ben Travojevic is playing. Uh, you got Harrison Edwards. A whole bunch of other guys who will make better money than Sonny Luke is because he just he seems to be playing like a good role, but it just doesn't seem to make him hugely fantasy relevant. Mitch, Reese Walsh slaps out another 60. And with Ponga playing so well, I mean, I'm kind of interested now, man. Yeah, but it's the same roller coaster we've been having the whole year. If you got in early, it's probably worthwhile. He is probably, I think, he might be the highest uh, fantasy scorer in the position this year, right? If he's not, he's going to be really close. So, top three, certainly. I think Latrell's winning that race, but he's he's close. Not to put you on the spot, Nick, but how's the two things I'll say? I'll actually leave Nick. How's the Broncos' schedule looking? I'll give you a sec to have a quick look at that. But the other thing I'd say is with Adam Reynolds out for a couple of weeks, we could probably see that he's going to struggle a bit because when Adam Reynolds isn't running that side, Brisbane are not nearly as good a team, right? No, but he picked up the kicking duties, like the kick meters. But he won't this week. Uh, I reckon he'll pick up some, I reckon, because of that left-hand side. Uh, so. Because Ezra Mam, I think they revoked his kicking license. Look, he might, but again, he, he, he and that'll improve his base stats. I said don't get on him at the start of the year and I'm probably going to be proven wrong for that, although, you know, he had that little downturn against 
Parramatta and the Rabbitohs. I suppose your question is right. Do you believe in Brisbane? If you believe in Brisbane, he's probably worth a look. That's it. And do we bring him in again in a week that he knows he's going to face the Panthers? No. Hell no. They're going to get smashed by 40. Yeah. Without Reynolds, they're going to be put under the pump. Yeah. So with that in mind, look, not really see what else this week, but if he's not playing round 13, I reckon I'm going to pick him up. So, so um, if he's not playing Origin round 13. I yeah, not, not this week, though. It's not this week, because you don't know. Polgan could get HIA this week, and that's Reese Walsh season, right? Yep. All right. Uh, and quickly, uh, Mitch, Adam Reynolds, once he gets healthy again, he's basically going to be worth 600K. I'll be getting on. Yeah. Like, like for, for people who are behind who want that third fullback. That's why I'll be getting on. Yeah. And I know that their buy schedule is pretty favorable too, right? Like, yeah, and, and as I said, yes, he's an injury risk, but I said it earlier in the season and I said it tonight. He's behind one of the best forward packs in the league and he's playing the ultimate dinner suit role. He could be in a better situation for where he's at in his career. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm and, and Brisbane are playing well. Yep, I'm, I'm just having a look at the buy schedule now. So, I think the first, yeah, the first buy is round 16. So, if you get him, you've got a few good rounds against origin affected squads for the most part, apart from the Warriors. And. After that, is he misses 16 and 19. But after that, you, you can hold them all the way to round 25. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so let's chuck a star on Adam Reynolds because he, he is very, very tempting. Anyone else that we need to talk about, guys? Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, who have we got winning? I've got Panthers by 10, Mitch. Uh, Panthers by 20. Nick? By 40, mate. Four, mate. <laughs> Be a massacre if it's by forty, uh, Adam. It will be. I've only gone twelve, but could, I could I could see a thirty point yeah demolition. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to see which uh, which Panthers show up because sometimes this year they've just been grinding games, not not uh, put him to the sword. So, yeah, I think that's smart though. That's what they did last year. You don't get extra points for winning by fifty. That's got to win the game. That's, they're mm. playing smart, man. You wait till Origin. They'll come. They'll come out of their shell with four or five weeks to go, and they'll show the competition why they've won two premierships in a row. Hope so. Hope so. I can. Can we, at least I, I wore the jersey around to the gym this week. It felt good. Uh, all right. L- let's get to the Friday night game. Uh, Dragons versus Roosters. Mitch, take us away. What's happening with the Dragons? Well, they're not coached by uh, Anthony Griffin anymore, so life is good, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> Zach Lomax has earned a big recall into Ryan Carr's first Dragon team, replacing Max Fenai, who's been dropped. Carr has also shifted Ben Hunt back to halfback with Jacob Liddell also returning to the number nine jersey and Jaden Sullivan in the utility role. Moses Embi, the ultimate utility, has been shifted off the pine, which is a little rough. Drew Hutchison has been called into the halves to replace the injured Joey Mano, with Luke Curie shifting to 5'8". I actually think that'll help them. Interestingly, uh, Jared Wurihara Graves has been named to play despite suffering a pectoral injury last week. Oh, don't like that. Tilly Tupanua has been named to start in the back row with Egan Butcher also returning from concussion, shifting Nat Butcher on the bench and Fletcher Baker out of the 17. So uh, I might start this one because it's an injury one. Billy Smith now... Ooh. This one's a killer for me because he's one that sort of exceeded expectations. He's been looking really good, guys. I wasn't on the podcast last week, but what I would have said about Billy Smith is be careful because he was paying, playing against that poop Cowboys right edge and, and the Roosters had oh, any any success they had was down that side. But in the last two weeks against the Panthers, 
He's had eight tackle busts against Cowboys, seven tackle busts against Penrith with a try assist. That's mm. no joke. No. I, I really felt it would take at least a month to get going, but it's a testament to how good he is and why the Roosters have persisted. He's, you know, at his third ACL. It's the main reason I was really high on him last year, Stu. Like you remember, I got burned by that because he really is a quality player and looked awesome. I cannot justify getting on him because he has had those three ACLs. And I think I probably missed the boat because he's now out to 430K. But kudos to anyone who rolled the dice. I mean, you've gone back-to-back 50 points. That's, you know, going to the conce- to the casino and getting the feature um, first roll. So, happy days. Yeah, I look, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm uh, what, 75-25 that I'm going to pick him up this week, trade him in for Hammer. Now that Hammer looks like he might play Origin. Last I chance think to that's a lot of risk. Oh, it is, but so is holding on to Hammer, who's dropping money each round. So it's, you know, got to have risk somewhere in my life. Uh, awesome. But look, yeah, it is tough with Billy Smith because he's is so high. Is you think you bring him in, Adam? I I am tossing and turning. Um, if I want to bank the cash, I'll bring him in for Manu. But yeah, like, like Mitch said, it's it's hard when you when you when he's had back to back ACL injuries. That's back to back to back, mate. He's played like five games in three years. I think I think it's all risk. Like you know, if you got him round one, if you got him the first round back, he's nearly made you the hundred k you're after. But he's swapping in for Manu. I don't, well, I don't like it. Let's and, talk and about Joey Manu. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Let's go into Joey Manu. So if this experiment works, bringing Hutchison back in, we could actually see Manu shift back to the centres because that experiment was failing. If he goes back into the centres, where's Billy Smith going? Uh so early he goes to the wing, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, he, he for might, Corey Allen. He might, but then his points are going to drop being on the wing. He's a, he's a much better center. That's true. No, I reckon they'll leave Joe Manu as is because he wasn't the issue why the experiment was failing, I don't think. Yeah, so Joe Manu, guys, we talked about it in the injury report. It's four to six weeks. I actually think he'll come in at three, but he'll be a little bit underdone. So the question is, can we hold him for three weeks? Knowing that he's not playing round thirteen anyway. Well, we knew we knew that he was going to be a buyer, right? So, so we're literally it's week one this week. Week two is the buy. We could see him round week three. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Round fourteen. I'm I'm holding. I'm not I'm not going to touch him. I, I think he's a keeper center. Uh, we know that lateral ligaments are going to be a little problem for a week or two, but it's not like a medial. Or lateral ligament of the knee, like Stu, when you messaged me yesterday saying lateral ligament, I'm like, oh, it's his knee, that sucks, I'm getting rid of him. But a lateral ankle ligament, I know Jeremiah Nana was a hero last year for playing through a grade one, but generally <laughs> generally speaking, it's not that bad. Uh, I'm holding, if that helps. Yep. I have to, because I need to bank trades. You holding, Jerry? I really don't know. I yep. don't know what I'm going to do. Look, I'm, I'm, I really... I'm so, yeah. Sorry, go, go ahead, mate. No, no, no. I'm just I'm lost for words. I don't know what to do with him. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I'm as I thought when it was four to six. Well, like closer to six, I was he was gone. But the answer is, is that he solves a lot of things between him. If he comes back, let me alone bird in my side. It just solves all of those problems. I can shuffle them around for the rest of the year. So I'm just going to hold on to Joey Marnie, uh, because there's no one else. Like you, you buying these other guys, they might be good, but they'll. Joe Money's worst week is better than some of these guys' best weeks. Hundred percent, totally. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. he's got that quality. So it's like, why would you flog him if it's only going to be two, three weeks? That's it. And especially when one of them was going to be a buy, you knew you were going to have to eat anyway. And the yeah. other one is, um, we know that Teddy's going to get a rest. 
So I know they've got Corey Allen in there, but, you know, Jerry Manu, if he's not playing 5 8, he'll be playing fullback. Yeah, for me, he's a hole. Yeah. Plus, he's just a freak. That he is. Does Jerry Manu things. As as uh, Phil Gould says, he's a weird guy. Yeah. Phil Gould's a weird guy, though. So <laughs> oh, I, I think, I think um, he's, he's one of those ones where uh, I think Phil would like him at the Bulldogs, but he just can't work out a way to get him. <laughs> Even he hasn't worked out the sombrero. Okay. Speaking about uh, Roosters, Nick, James Tedesco. You need to Daniel Kaluuya this situation and get out. Oh, shit. Uh, really? Look to pick up after Origin, round 20, when he'll be a bargain. Just just get out. Oh. His best score this year was against the Dragons. So he got that 56. Remember that try down the middle where they kind of – that was after Jack DeBellin tackled some of the grand – so he wasn't in there. Outside of that, he's, what's his next best score this year, Mitch? What do you reckon it is? I don't know, man. 46 versus the Rabbitohs, bro. Oh, could, could be worse. 45. Well, I'm just saying, look, if you hear, hear the litany, right? 29, 43, 46, 19. Yeah, but what's, what's, what's 46, 47 having priced at, right? Probably about 550. Yeah, 37, 56, 41, 45, 15. Yeah. He's probably at about what his price should be. So if you're in at 550, do sell right now? Because he's probably hit the floor anyway. Yeah, but with his break even, it's the answer you know, is drops, yes yeah. because he's not he's not going to play the game. So get rid of him. He's going to keep dropping dropping money. He's got to break even to fifty four. So if he gets a forty this week, he lose another seventeen grand. And the guys who you want to buy to replace him, I know you don't want drink water, but if you did, I've got drink water. Fair enough. It's yeah. Oh, so it there's harder. that. You know what I mean? Like it's like what do you? I I had to get him for coverage because of friggin' Sloan, who I was trying to hold to 13, and now I probably could have with those two bloody try saves he had last game. But um, oh, look, you can I, hold him this week, but you got to probably sell him next week. Man. Yeah, that's it. I just want to save a trade because we are getting injuries. It's like Joe Manu going down was not in my plan. Yeah. You could could buy chance next week. I'll be honest with you. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's going around in circles. It is. Uh, circle of life. Doing that. Speaking about guys going in circles, Brandon Smith, yeah, dummy half mate, definitely doing circles. What are we thinking, Adam? Oh, I, I, th- I definitely think he's a hold if you've got him, but not a buy. Um, I, I've had to, I've, I've got him in my team, and I think that was actually part of the terms conditions to shipping me over here is that I had to have one Kiwi on my side. So <laughs> yeah, he, he's it. Yeah, no, definitely, he's, he's a hold for me too. I've, I've enjoyed having him in. But he's, he's also a loop candidate for me probably each week while they're, like, not against the Dragons, but against tougher size. I, I reckon he's, he's probably a good 18th man, right? Yeah, I was just going to say that. One of the best 18th, 19th men, that's for sure. Excellent. Uh, assuming depth is good enough, which mine is not this week with the Warriors not playing. Uh, awesome. Angus Crichton, what are we thinking? Uh, he is just – he's Chuck a star. Definitely Chuck a star. He's – we we all know what he can do. We all know his potential. He just needs the minutes and needs um game time. So yeah, watch the space. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, as I was saying to you before the potty, just around the. I, I'm not sure that he he actually starts again in this squad for a lot of this year, until injuries take part. Because Tupani is starting this week. You got Nat Butcher bringing it on the other side. Egan Butcher played well. And you know that Angus Crichton can play a bit of middle if he needs to. So, yeah, we, we definitely want to see him start, though, before we pick him up, hey? Yeah, definitely. He's just too good to have on the bench, isn't he? I don't know, Mitch. What, what are you, it's kind of an injury-related thing, Angus. 
I think he'll find his way into the starting squad, guys. He's one of their best players and they're playing poorly. Uh, I think they're just really giving him a chance to get up to match fitness. I'm tempted to buy him. I'm okay. going to wait till he plays the full minutes. He'll be back. He'll be back. He's in the naughty corner. They're playing him in. He's probably still struggling a little bit. I actually have the good oil on that, but I can't give that one up, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, but, like, be patient. Fair enough. Mitch, we'll just listen for when it's time to buy it. That's all we'll need to hear. Excellent. That's it, ma'am. Okay. Uh, awesome. Uh, okay, so a couple of guys we need really to talk about. So, Jackie Bird. So, for the Dragons, he's really shown his Yeah, shot. he's a buy. Yep. He is a buy. If you own Joey Money but you're short, he's he's a huge buy. Um, and he's stabilizing that center position where so many other players are not. He's averaging 52, scored a 65. You know that his floor is actually pretty good this year. There's no, he's not really had any bad games, has he, Nick? Oh, I haven't looked at his uh, breakdown, but no, not by the eye test, really, eh? No, that, that that's what I'm really looking at here. Is like, no, his his lowest score was a 40 versus the Bulldogs, and his best score was on the weekend a 65. So, pretty pretty good average for for a centre. Uh, Jaden Silver, we got to talk about real quick. A lot of people have been trying to talk him up. But look, four game with a fifty plus average is good, but it's a risky side with the Dragons, new coach, new everything else, and an absolute suspension magnet. Would anything make him bring him in for you, Mitch? No. Done. Excellent. Matt Lodge, sixty one, played bigger minutes due to Jerry Hargrave issues and made plenty of tackles. So I've got him as a sneaky option if you don't like the toller and he's really no danger of rep duties because well, New South Wales has sponsors. They won't have any if he joins them. <laughs> oh, so, bloody hell. No, I, seriously, he's one of those guys who I've got to say, they <laughs> cannot bring him in, right? Just the same reason why they, they won't bring in Jack DeBellin, right? Without that no guilty, hey, I don't, hey, think, oh, I don't hey, think they can hey. bring in. Innocent yeah, until man. proven guilty, mate. I'm just saying that two hung juries, bro, it makes it tough, I think. I, I can imagine if I was in the seat, it would be a tough sell, right, to be selling your promos to corporate land. Right, with anyway, moving on. The uh, point, point is, uh, uh, yeah, let's not. Jack DeBellin Bellin yeah. is not Matt Lodge. I, I'm not having it on this podcast. Thank you. Very much. Like, the other, what about what's Tedesco done? What's Appy Coruscant done? You know what I mean? Like, no one's perfect. Like, no, no, no one's perfect um, in, 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 this, in this squad, is what I mean. Like, this squad isn't like the cleanest New South Wales squad ever. No, it's not. I, I'm not you saying got Jerome Luai lurking about in the squad. Like he's he's king of the flogs. Yeah, he's also not t- been okay. Let, let's not get into which players have and have not been stood mandatory stood down for you, you know <laughs> ten year plus well, chargeable under Pe- crimes. Under Peter Volandis, it's guilty until proven innocent, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless they're a gambling sponsor. That was the uh, Peter Beatty rule. It was. Oh, it's gross. Anyway, but look, Matty Lodge, uh, this, the good thing about his 61 is that he's building in since that cheek fracture. He took a dive in performance. He so came back with small minutes, 14, 19, and then he came with, with a 40 and a 42 and now a 61. So that's the three dates that we need of interest there. I know a lot of people have been hurting for options for the middle range guys to hold on to. So 61 points in 50 minutes, which was really bumped up by his tackle breaks where he bumped a lot of people off and offloads where he got four of them there. So expect more in that 40 range, but there's still 10 points of value there for Matt Lodge. So if you're looking for him and you don't like uh, Totola, 
go for that. The That's pretty much it for me. Uh, I think that's it for everyone. So let's talk about who's going to win. Adam, who do you think is going to win this game? Oh, Roosters, 20-plus, are going to come back firing. Awesome. That's borderline. That's borderline sandwich territory for me. I right, do you know about the sandwiches, Adam? Nah, fill me in. So basically, the boys instead of doing real bets here, we we just bet the sandwiches. So the other one's got to buy the other person a a sandwich if they win or lose the bet. Oh, let's go. Roses. Oh, he's in. You're in. I'm in. Yeah. Done. Okay, first sandwich bet. Nick, put that one down. So what is it? What at, is that? I missed it. Roosters. Uh, what's the margin that we're doing here? Twenty plus. Done. Oh, that's 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 a free feed. <laughs> Nick, Nick's been fed here. He's been fed by Nick already this year. Now he's been fed. Anyway, he won't take my bets anymore. Uh, all right, Mitch, who have you got winning this one? I got Dragons by four. I'm going to be out there, so they're going to win for me. But this is the FU Anthony Griffin game. That's true. Uh, okay, how about you, Nick? I'm just checking the line. The line is six and a half. Adam, you're crazy, mate. Crazy to me. You should have got like three for one odds there, mate. Um, <laughs> probably yeah. giving them to him too, eh? I'll go the I'll go the Roosters by uh, twelve. Okay, excellent. And then look, I'll, I'll do something similar. I reckon the Roosters will just win by that double try margin. I tell so, you what, if Dragons go down by twenty, I'm throwing my jersey on the field. <laughs> You'll be at the game too. It's over at I mean. I'm, I'm going to be there. Gonna be if you've got a spare ticket, let me know. All right, let's. No, move. let me know. Okay, let both of us know. Well, Nick, we'll go together. Let's let's do that. Uh, all right, let's. Friday, nineteenth of May, we have the Rabbitohs versus the Eels. So for the late game, uh, big news for South Sydney's. Well, not big news, but Jed Cartwright did get knocked out pretty early on in his stint. So Tom Burgess also missed out with his back spasms. So Daniel Saluka for feeder slots onto the bench, and it is. Blake Taff as the utility. And for the Eels side, Mitch Moses is back in. Jacob Arthur is out. Bryce Cartwright is in for Sean Lane. Makahisi Makatoa returns to the bench. Hayes Dunster has been dropped for Sean Russell, which I think is a good trade. Good fantasy as well. So, look, I'm going to say uh, Cam Murray. We're just going to talk really quickly about one to two rounds after everyone sold. He reminded us how good he is. Issues consistency this year, so don't get sucked in. Uh, his price drop will slow a little bit, and also they've got a tough run over Origin, so uh, don't get sucked in to buying Cam Murray again. Tavita Tatola, we really want to talk about. 44, which is what we wanted to see, and I reckon it's a good time to get onto a cut rate 600, 650k guy for 437k. So the good thing about Tatola is that we know why he's prices dropped so much which is he had those two head knocks like just unlucky ones and a knee injury in there which really just drove his score into the dirt so uh and we know that this week he got the extra minutes which he's been missing so he's up to 49 minutes 44 points of which there were only two points of demerits and his running meters were way up as well so uh for me we're seeing what we want to see uh this week or next week any interest from you guys in Tavita Totola? Already got him. Oh, even nicer. How, how about you, Nick? Uh, just doing my maths. Um, you think 50 minutes? Uh, look, he's, yeah, 50, at least 50 with Tommy Burgess not around, but yeah, 50, 50 to 55. I agree with your maths. 650K kind of guy, that's a that's almost a boom. 
that it is exactly so, so there's almost 200k there so yeah it is really a boom how about you mitch except except there's a bit of a origin by whispers about him too because they're just this bloody bench for uh new south wales they just can't work out who's a clear 17th type of guy you know what i mean like is it going to be Mado? is it going to be Hudson Young or Crichton or Tatola. Yes, so fair. It's just like literally a dozen sort of guys that are going to take up the 17th spot almost. Only good news, Gerbo's back playing this week, which means if he's there, he's there. That's the only good thing is that that does solve it. You mean he's there? He's playing this week. No, no, no. Get out of here. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next guy. So, look, uh, Tatola, I reckon, is a good buy. Mitch, so Sean Lane 25, obviously we won't see him for six to eight. Uh, I'm guessing we probably want to wait a couple of games after he comes back to get to full fitness. Yeah. Uh, well, if they give him eight weeks, probably only the one week. But if it's six, probably wait two or three. Excellent. Well, look, the good news is that it will be below 600K at that point. So he could be one of those late season, you know, when someone picks up an injury, they've lost a little bit of cash. You can't quite buy the top guy. You could always trade down to Sean Lane. He'll be nicely priced. Just real quick, he hasn't had much game time this year. I'd caution that. Like, by the time it's all said and done, he would have missed, like, nearly 15 games this year. That's that's a lot of time missed. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, he, he, he might not be... Like, I could be wrong, but he might not be good until, like, three or four games to go. Excellent. Well, look, it, once they pass that round... Is it 17 boy? The second boy? They, he, he, they'll play straight through to round 27, is all the heels. Uh... The next guy we're going to talk about, though, is Davey. So what are we thinking about there, Nick? Mate, Andrew Donkey, 470K, 18 break-even. The reason why I'm calling a Donkey is because of 0.54 PPM when starting the back round, playing more than 60 minutes, which I just don't love. Back-to-back scores of 48, including a try, and 51, including 40 tackles. With laying out, I'm assuming the 80 minutes for 0.54, so around 43 price target of... 626 so there is money there i'm interested mainly due to the buy schedule because i was um i've been thinking about bringing lane in for a few weeks but i, I was going to leave it until next week but i suppose davey might be sort of a cut price benchy sort of option maybe a cash down from hosking or something like that um would you but rather- it's absolutely fraught with risk would you rather him or lukey mate i'm not a, i'm not a lukey believer i'm just not like Put Neither Luch back in the team. Get healthy with Nanai back in. Like I just don't, I just don't see uh, minutes for Luki personally. Like lo- like medium to long term, you know. Like short term, sure, that's great. But you know, nah, up, up, I, don't, I don't like the short term play like you do, mate. Yeah, fair enough. Or would I? I just I thought he was some value there, Adam. It, how about you, Davy or Luki? Luki, one hundred percent. So much better to watch. Um, yeah, so much more robust than what an athlete he is. So. I, I think I think when Luke, um, when Nenai returns, he goes on one edge, uh, Lukey on the other. Oh, but then where do you play Nenai? Oh, stop. What I said, Lukey on one edge, Nenai on the other. Oh, yeah. Okay, and Luciano. Uh, Middle what? rotation. Yeah, that could work. I don't know. Oh, look, you're buying it at risk, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we also got to talk about Dylan Brown. Yeah, a couple of good games back to a mediocre performance. What are we thinking, Nick? Mate, he had... Um He's got a 44 break-even, so he's had six games with scores in the 40s from rounds three to round eight. He had two back-to-back scores with 70s versus the Knights and Titans. That also coincided with Sean Lane, we were speaking before the pod. 
And then he came back to earth this week with a 41 against the Raiders. So I'm sort of leaning that he's sort of a high 40s, low 50s sort of player and not a mid to high 50s guy like we think Mitch Moses is. So his attacking points are slightly down from 2022 where he was averaging around 20 attacking points. It's down to 16 and a half in 2023. So really needs to find some more attacking stats to be worth a look for mine. Uh, Good pick up if you need a half though for round 13 um, if you need a gun half. That's true, and at least his break even is a little bit better than that with Moses after he had that uh, HIA-affected 28. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Adam, a uh, quick one on Jacob Hosts. Uh, what are we thinking? Uh, Jacob Host again, not a PPM superstar by any stretch of the imagination. Um, he is a good cashy option. Um, we'll play round 13. Um, but I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be going breaking my team to get in there. That's for sure. No, I, I don't think any of us will ever hear the phrase "I broke my team" to bring in Jacob Host. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you would you cash down from Hosking to Host if you don't have Host, uh, Adam? Nah, I don't, I don't like it. Eh? he scored what thirteen a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, sorry, and I just I just can't trust today. Eh? Yeah, I think he got hooked that game because the Panthers, it's what the Roosters should have done. They did the exact same thing uh, when they were against South. South hooked him after 20 minutes because they saw the floor and they ended up winning the game. Roosters kept on plugging away and the Panthers put on 36 points on that edge. So you can see the difference there. So, but yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, Jacob is sort of down the list of people that we're interested in. Uh, What are we thinking about Maddo, mate? Meadow, now that's an interesting one because he's coming off the bench playing 50 minutes. Now, I think it's risk, um, and I've also potentially got him in origin as well. Um, as we briefly, briefly touched upon before, I think he takes that last bench spot just because he can play middle and edge. Um, that's what I think. Totally. I, I, I've just got him there, eh? and therefore I, I, I'm chucking a star on him. Um, but I don't like anyone that comes off the bench and plays 55 minutes. It's a bit tough because some days he'll brain it like he did a couple of weeks ago, and then this week it's a 50. Now his break-even's up again. And he's I think he's the third most expensive middle at the moment, second most expensive middle. So tough to bring in the middle, like the second most expensive middle on the bench, eh? Yeah, definitely. The, okay. the next person that I'm going to talk about I, I like a lot more, and that's Jermaine Holtgood. Excellent. Edge. Edge and middle, um, DPP, so very flexible, very rare to play Origin, although there was there has been a couple of rumours that last year Billy Slater was looking at him from reserve grade, but we'll ignore that. Um, yeah, 741k, um, just an absolute weapon when he plays 60 minutes, that's for sure. Awesome. So, okay, a uh, question for you, Nick. Uh, if you're going to sell Hosking this week, are you thinking I'm happy or Hopgood? I already got Hopgood, but I, I don't mind either, to be honest. I think they're both good trades. Yep. Easy. But yeah, no, definitely I've, I like Hopgood too. Uh, awesome. I think that's everyone for the week. So let's talk about this one. I'm thinking that it'll be closer than we want, but I, I'm still thinking the Rabbitohs, they'll just push away late. So Rabbitohs by 12. How about you, Nick? Yeah, I'll go Rabbitohs by 12 as well, something like that. Mitch? I'll take the Eels by two. They're due and the Rabbitohs are also due. Sandwich? No. <laughs> head to head? Just head to head? What's Would you take line? the head to head sandwich? Oh, give me a sec. Excellent. And Adam? Oh, I'm, I'm with you. Rabbitohs by 10. Yeah. 
It's just the way they've Mate, done the it. Mate, the line is the line is uh, Rabbitohs are, are favoured by eight and a half. So I'll take the line, but that's it. Eight and a half starts, do you? Uh, no, I'll dodge that one. Oh, where, where are the planes? You don't think they can cover it? Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, it depends. Dead, I'd say. It, it's, yeah, it's just that they might be playing within themselves uh, before Origin. If you guys might take yeah, it a bit enough. easy. Yeah. Uh, put the queue in the rack. Rest a few guys early. Uh, the next one is uh, we've got the Sharks versus the Knights. Adam, what's happening with the Sharks? Um. Talakai's still out, so Connor Tracy remains in the centre. Um, just Talakai's got a neck injury. Um, Oregon Oregon Kafusi returns from an illness, while Cameron McInnes has also shifted out of the side after suffering a broken hand. And um, Braden Trindle wears the number 14 in his absence. And then for the Knights, it's pretty much the same 17 that smoked the Titans. Um, Jack Hetherington moves the prop with um, Leo Thompson starting at lock. Nice, nice. Mate, let's kick us off here. Speaking about origin players, Tyson Frizzell scored well last week, mate. He's actually been scoring real well. I'm kind of sad that Nick Nick kind of half-talked me out of him a few weeks ago. Uh, he's looking good, mate. What are you thinking? Oh, I, I'm buying into the narrative of how he's playing origin, but I love him. I love him as a player. I love watching him. Um, is I I think maybe he's too expensive now with with the origin. If even if he doesn't get selected, um, and New South Wales go down, I think he's one of the first ones up, right? And so, yeah, I I can't go on that. What about yourself? Yeah, look, uh, he's pretty much priced right near where he's there, so that low fifties, and he's scored just near his average there. But he's he's certainly playing really well, and he's certainly able to cover it doesn't matter with his playing he's not one of those guys who needs his half to do the work for him it mm. looks like he's finding that work so i like it a lot if you really like him you could always cash down from haas um once origin assuming he's not named once origin teams are named that's true you, you certainly could you, you wouldn't be you'd be losing something but not as much as if you did other trades for sure now a guy that we've been concerned about Lockie miller 33 uh plus basically giving the Titans a try and saving David Fafita score. <laughs> what what are we thinking about there, mate? Oh, Lockie Miller. Um, I think he's a hold until until after round 13, but then I'd be getting off. Um, Taylor Ponga seems to be drinking all the milkshake, doing everything, everything that he wants, the ball's going. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, it's not looking good. Hmm. How about you, Nick? Are you thinking about... Selling Lockie Miller, or are you, are you just you just parking him for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely on the chopping block, but I, I agree with the analysis. Round thirteen. Yep. No, me too. Like especially if look, I would go straight to Reese Walsh right now. Again, another straight trade I could do, but just with Walsh with that risk, we just don't know. He could be eighteenth man. A lot of people have been talking about that. Uh let's let's switch it up a little bit. Talk about Ponga. Mitch. He got a good score. We wanted to see a good score. 400k, good break even. Do we want to buy? Uh, look, probably not because I do think, as I said a couple of weeks ago, he will be picked for Origins, so you're all going to be eating your words. We said it at the first week he played, though, and I think it was you, Nick, that he looked great with the ball in hand. The biggest question, it's been the whole question the entire season, is durability is the main question. And of course, 
as I said before, the other thing is he's going to get picked for origin. My biggest concern is, you know, if you're looking to play for that overall and you're doing well, you're taking an enormous risk with the trade because of that HIA risk. But at 400K, punching out 50 points every week, reminding everyone that was against the Titans, it is it is pretty hard to resist. I think he's the sort of player that you just can't touch till after origin. But um, if you're willing to wear the risk of a, of a head knock, 400k is pretty hard to say no to at this point. Like that's getting close to to my threshold of yeah, I'm willing to bank a trade on that because we know that he can crack out a century. Hmm, that's true. Yeah, he's, he's only one of about ten players who, who we know can absolutely slap out those scores. Uh so only thing I'd say is if you do take the risk, probably next week is the one to take it. Once we, once we know where he's at, at least you know what you're buying, right? He's playing Origin for yeah, sure. Yeah, hundred percent. He's playing Origin. Well, I guess, I'm well, like, in that case, you can buy him this week, just knowing the fact that he'll probably sit as 18th man and, you know, be a squad. But he will miss a fair few games because he won't play round 14, so he'll miss 13, 14, uh, 16, and 19 at a minimum. So I reckon if you wait till, you know, round 20, basically, which is what you're saying, he might only be up 50 or 60K, and I still think he's reasonable value if you need to make up points at that point. Fair enough. Like, is it, wouldn't it just be 400k just sitting there? You'd be better off getting Totola, who's probably going to go up in value during that time. That's would, would you go? Would you go Ponga at what 450, or did he go up five? Let's go 525. Depends how much of a risk you need to take, doesn't it? Mm, Ponga's probably got the highest ceiling, but one HIA, and he could be gone for another month. That's tough. And, right. and, you know, if they're playing the Roosters, Matt Lodge might just do it for you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick, you, you've picked up Jackson Hastings. Is someone we want to have a quick chat about? Mate, I did not want to talk about Jackson Hastings. I mean, uh, I mean, bullied into some of these. Uh, I, like, I, I didn't put Jackson dinner. Hastings out there. No, well, it definitely wasn't me. Okay. Would you believe, guys, Hastings averaged 42 and a half last year and 43 and a half this year. It seems like he's taken a real step back this year. Um Difference is, is that his attacking stats are down from 11 to 5.3 this year, but his kicking's up 14.2 versus 7.9 last year. So if you really believe he can get his attacking mojo back and run the ball more, rather than just passing all the time, then he really could turn into more that 50-ish type, you know, Sean Johnson, Manny Burton sort of guy that we like, uh, type of half rather than the low to mid 40s. A 50s guy is worth 7.25, but I'm not banking on it despite, you know, a sub 600k price tag. I just don't bother with Jackson, Jackson Hastings at this stage. Yeah, we'll write him um, up. Yeah, yeah, shout around him. Um, Jack's, uh, Jack Williams is the other one, Stu. 422K. He cracked out of 49. He's got a nine break even. He's just a mid though. Um, he never really has been fantasy relevant due to his inability to nail down a role, whether that's like off the bench or starting. Um, he's had a couple of false starts for, to his fantasy career and his actual NRL career, I suppose, as well. So um, he's 29.1 fantasy points in 30 minutes this year for a 0.96 ppm off the bench. So with McInnes out that four to four weeks with that broken hand, he could nail down a 50-ish minutes minutes off the bench. I highly doubt he'll be able to keep up that ppm. He's a 0.74 ppm off the bench uh, when playing more than 50 minutes in five games. So uh, missing missing round 13 hurts his price rises if he hits a 48 average off the bench. So really, I'm sort of projecting he'll get three games. At around high forties, so it might make you like a hundred and twenty ish k. I'm pretty sure the maths works around like that. So, yeah, yeah. fraught with risk, guys. I wouldn't do it. 
Yep. Uh, so same price. Go f- more for someone like Totola or Lodge. Yep. Love the Totola. Excellent. All right. Uh, and quickly, look, I'll have to talk about uh, a couple of sharks because the sharks haven't really been fantasy relevant for a little while, but a couple of guys have just finally turned the break rounds around. That is Jesse Ramian. He got a 52 last week. He's priced at 497K. And Sienna Katoa got a 56. He's priced at 426K. So uh, for Raymond, he's close to a keeper center. I know that we've kind of had some interest in him over time. Like he, he's a bit of a rocks and diamonds guy, but he's just got that, um, that that ability to break tackles and get over the try line. And we know that Sienna Katoa exactly the same. They're playing on the right edge against Nico Hines. And now that they're... Uh, they're marking the inside men a little bit more. Uh, it seems that Hines is passing the out ball, which means you've seen that uptick in Raymond and Katoa's attacking stats. Uh, possible pickups if you are... Look, these these guys are worth around that 600k mark, so that sort of 40 average. Uh, possible pickups if you're sick of weird scores. They just lack their full upside of a Walsh or a Miller. So, look, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, if someone was saying, oh, look, I need a winger at the moment like a wing fullback and they didn't have a huge amount of coin i reckon sienna katawa could even be worth a look there i don't know so any of you guys got any interest in the sharks guys being fed uh by Hines? not in the origin period if he doesn't play origin no no fair enough the what was i gonna say uh like yeah, this there's only occasional massive score from these guys like in the eighties, but there's a whole bunch of forties and fifties in there, which I, I guess is what makes me interested there. All right, the I think that's it for everyone from these teams, except for obviously we oh we've got to talk about Heinz real quick. Uh Captain of the Week. Uh punched out a big score, didn't go over the try line himself, but just had a hand and everything. Uh obviously he's he's a pretty good shot of playing Origin. If he doesn't uh Nick, would you say that he's he's a big pickup? You know, if he's if he's not playing Origin round fourteen. Um, sorry, I just got to refresh my brain on this schedule. Uh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. Yep, 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 yep. If he doesn't get named, yeah, I'm in. Yep. How about you, Adam? Are you in? I've I've already got him. There you go. So even easier and look for me he's probably the best captaincy option week by week he will have the occasional off week as does uh cleary from time to time but look there's not many too many sides which will be able to shut him down and i can't see the knights doing it this week i reckon he's off for a very good week so with that in mind uh look adam who do you have winning this game oh i got sharks demolition 20 plus nick sharks by 16 mitch sharks by 10 yeah, look, I've, I've got the Sharks by plenty. So let's move on to the next game. Uh, 13th versus 17th, Tigers versus the Cowboys. Mitch, what are we thinking? Mate, the Tigers versus the Cowboys. It's, I've got something better to do at 5.30 on Saturday. <laughs> Tim Sheets has made no changes to his side, who were very brave against the Rabbitohs last week when they were chasing a third straight victory. With who to them? Brent Naden, uh, suspended, will be available for selection next week. Uh, for the Cowboys, Riley Price comes onto the bench for Jermaine Snow brown in Todd Payton's only change, Jason Tamalolone is expected to be available for selection next week. So that's a much-needed boost to them. Uh, look, I'll kick us off with Ruben Cotter. 40 points. Origin is looming. I think he's going to get picked. It is too late on him. So if you didn't get on Ruben Cotter when Stu said to... Oh, man, I think you might have said that over a month ago. I think yep. he said it with six weeks to round 13, so it's say a month ago. 
Uh, you missed the boat. Tough luck. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Adam, drink water. 33. Are we disappointed? Are we happy? What are we thinking here? Oh, I just think it's one of those games. We've seen um, wing fullbacks being inconsistent all year. Um, I, I've i got him and I like him. Um, he's a great round 13 option. I think last year when he was playing fullback, he averaged 50. Um, 0.8 actually to be precise so yeah I, I think he's a bit of a boom but wait to see yeah I've got him too I I think that he's just the coverage is better than anything else but he does look good because uh, he does he's, he's a bit like Reese Walsh as far as he, he gets in it plays a little bit of 5-8 halfback role as well uh, Jareen yeah, Buller read as well. oh yeah that's true I like it Jareen Buller mate He's been a pretty good cashier. What are we what are we looking at there? Oh, he's he's been outstanding. I think this week would be one of the last weeks to jump on. Um, but he just he looks everything like a first grader, eh? He's outstanding, that man. He's looking really young. I didn't realise how big he was. He's actually basically probably only an inch shorter than was Troll Mitchell when they were standing side by side. I just can't believe they aren't kicking. Probably, probably about forty kilos lighter though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He did look a fair bit lighter. But the uh, he, he looks pretty safe in the back there, doesn't he, Nick? Uh, who? Buller? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I rate him. Yeah, passes the eye test for sure. Yeah, it's funny. I, I think I mentioned this last week. It's like Tim Shears. They're just the Tigers being forced to play with whoever they got. But they're, they're making a better fist of it now. Uh, look, let, let me just go through a couple of guys real quick then. Uh, let, let me get off with a quick one. So uh, John Bateman, 51, slowly getting into shape. And I think adjusting to the weather as it coldens up is sort of getting back. I'm looking at him for possibly a round 14 pickup because we know that his ceiling is very good and his floor is decent. And I, Pappy, so he's finally slowing that decline in price and he's looking like a great pickup either this round or round 14, depending on your needs. So if you had to sell Zach Hosking, well, if you're keeping Zach Hosking but now you're a bit worried, you knew it was going to buy round 13, so just pick up I, Pappy instead. Uh... Round 14 biases, you have a keeper through all major remaining bias if you do wait for that round 14. Uh, the other guy got to talk about, Helan Lukey. Now, 84, it's like that Scott Sorensen, uh, not necessarily repeatable. The difference is the price. So Lukey this week is still only in the 500s. So 516k, so low 500s. I still have him as a buyer there. If we look at his history, we, we noticed from last year that he can push out a few good scores in a row without tries, and he does like to find a try line. And he's a very tall guy, good under the ball, good running through. I still have him as a buy. Adam, did you pick up Lukey? Yeah, I picked up Lukey. I picked him up a couple of weeks ago. I was disappointed with the 19, and then he just came out all, all guns blazing and blasted at 84 or something. He even went off with like 20 minutes to go, so... I don't, I don't know if he's going to be the 80-minute edge that I was hoping for, but he looks, yeah, yeah he looks I, so good. I I get a feeling, and Mitch, correct me if I'm wrong, because he's coming back from that hammy injury. This would be like the second game back. It was would have just been uh, load management, Mitch, Bueller. Sorry, mate. Sorry, we just had an ant attack. Uh, uh, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> an ant <laughs> Never <laughs> was asking about ants. I'm sorry. What was the question? No, no. He and Lukey <laughs> play, played 60 last week, mate. Uh, second week back from Hammy. Like, yeah. are we thinking that that's sort of that load management type of thing? You know, played 50, now playing 60? Yes, definitely. Um, 
that is correct. Spot on. Excellent. So, look, I'm Sorry, hoping here that, that, no, all right, that he can just push on back for that longer minute spot. Play 70. Yeah, I would think if it's not this week, it'll definitely be next week. Excellent. And I actually, no, I'm going to throw it straight out there. Watch that whole game and suffer through it. It'll be this week. It'll be 70 minutes this week. It'll Excellent. Good. It did look good. Uh, wasn't hobbling around. All right. Uh, look, Luke Brooks will say don't get on. Happy Coruscant uh, scored a 29. Yeah, uh, he's pretty much a no-go. Looks like they're managing him a little bit as well. Uh, and Kyle Felt has unfortunately priced himself beyond where we want to buy with that 54. Uh, with that in mind, guys, I have the Tigers winning this one by two at home. What have you got, Adam? Um, I got Cowboys by two. Oh, nice. Uh, Nick? Look, I- I'm not going to watch this game, to be honest. I'm not predicting it. <laughs> okay, Mitch? This is the toilet bowl. Uh, I thought the Cowboys were crap. They were just, you know, St. George really had to lose that game to get rid of Hook, so I got Tigers by 10. Excellent. Okay, the Cowboys were really bad. They deserved to lose that, but the Dragons were trying to lose. So, you know. Isn't it funny, but they absolutely pumped the Roosters the week before. It's like, oh, they're back. Maybe not. Like, who knows? Uh, I think the Roosters are also bad as a team that nearly got beaten by the Dragons who were trying to lose. I think the Roosters are bad. They're competing for the worst culture in the NRL, if you ask me, with Ooh. the team they're playing this weekend, as it turns out. <laughs> there we go. The culture <laughs> toilet bowl. All yeah. right. Let's take, talk about t- two teams with decent cultures, Dolphins versus the Storm. Nick, what's happening with the Dolphins? Mate, the Dolphins will be boosted by the return of Captain Jesse Branch from their hamstring injury. Two tries on debut during Magic Round was enough for Valence Tavaro to keep his spot. He makes way for Branko Lee. Raystone is back at the side after a head knock. He'll come off the bench. Mark Nichols has been named 18th man in his return from a thumb injury. For the Storm, Tui Kamikamitha. Uh, it was a late addition to the starting side in last week's win against the Broncos. Will come off the bench. Uh, Nelson suffers Solomon is right to go after dealing with a rib complaint. Nice. All right, let's talk about the man of the hour, Valence Tewari. He's named at twenty first man. What are we doing, Adam? If you, are we buying him this week? Obviously, you can't. What What are we thinking? Oh, this is, this is the fantasy golden rule, right? Never buy someone that's going on to a buy. Um, yeah, I guess you've just got to hold them and hope for the best. It was, it was the rumor going around that um, to, oh that Lee would come straight back in, um, but yeah, people that jumped on Marzel, Marzel hold, use him as a loop. Excellent. Okay. Uh, now Grant. Now really, the question we got here with Grant, obviously we're not buying him this week, but if you own him. Are we looking to hold him over Origin or sell? He's been dropping cash, much like uh, uh, Robson over the last little while. Are we looking to sell or are we looking to hold him over the period? I'm I'm looking to sell. Um, I've got the two halves, Heinz and Clary above him and Haas. I don't think you can hold all four. Um, and, yeah, I think most people have got either Heinz, Heinz or Clary. Um, so, yeah, I'd... I'd be seen flicking, flicking him over to Robson, I guess. Excellent. Yeah, look, he's probably got the best schedule out of everyone else that you can drop down to. Nice. I like it there. Uh, okay, so Mitch, yep. uh, obviously, so, so Naz, what was expecting, what, three to four weeks return to form for him? Yep. Excellent. Okay, so, so we'll make sure that we... Not just form, but minutes. I reckon his minutes will be down from, you know, the averages in that 40, 45. I reckon he'll be 30, maybe 35 if they really need him. So if you're one of these nuggets who bought him in as a pod, 
because uh, you Oops. listen to, to Talking League and those guys are terrible. Sorry, guys. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> no, just to this stuff, man. They, 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 <laughs> they <laughs> at least put it on the soundboard if you're going to make the shots wired noise. <laughs> it sounds like a bunch of two-year-olds, so it sounds like. But no, I was listening and they're talking up Naz, some of the guys. It's just like, I can see why you're 12,000th. But oh. <laughs> I'm just, look, if you bought him in, he's, he's a sell, right, Mitch? It's not great. Like, he, 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 I wouldn't have him. I wouldn't have got him to start with. No, that's thing about fantasy as it turns out. Oh, no, no. It's, trust me, no, more than oh, – I'm not even going to name him. Okay, so moving on. Nick, uh, another guy who we're not looking to bring in, or are we? Jerome Hughes. Uh, 601K, 40 break even. Uh, he's the same disappointment this year that he was last year. So you're really buying the bounce back factor if you want to bring him in. I note um, Craig Bellamy said last week's win over Brisbane was one of his best games ever. So – to continue this article, Jerome himself said, I probably started the year a bit slow and just not really playing the way I can play. I felt like I went out there and made a few steps forward in my own game tonight, but I still have a lot of work and I think it's just getting used to the boys around me working with our edge and getting the combinations right and also backing myself on play. So pretty much, he's confirmed what we've been talking about all year. The best is yet to come. Do not bother yet. With the break even in 40 and a buy in round 13, you can target round 13 if you've got... Uh, uh, if you're excited about Jer- Jerome Hughes, let's put it like that. But I wouldn't bother on that sense. I'm glad that we nailed it and that he said it himself. Um, Cody Nikarima, guys, 361K with a one break even. I've said this so many times. He's a career 37 half worth around mid 500K. He's one buy over origin. There is no reason to sell him at this stage and every reason to buy him based on the current circumstances. Even though Anthony Milford is there, Last week, last week, he played the 480 still with Milford there. I'm not fussed, okay? If Milford starts pinching minutes, that's a different scenario, but I'm going to wait till that happens. Um, Adam, you're a holder. Do you disagree? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm holding. I'm sitting tight with him. I, I do have to throw it out to you. Um, if you've got Katoa and Nikarima, are you selling one of them this week or next week, or are you just leaving no. one of them? No, nah, leave it. No, they, they, they don't have a buy to, what, round 17 or something, so... Um, no, I'm holding. Yeah. So tight. Until there's an issue and uh, or until they peak. You know that they're cashies. Exactly. That's their job, 100%. Yeah, same with uh, Azai Katoa we'll mention real quickly. He's had a number of good weeks behind him, so he's, the average has slowly been going up, so he's, current, he's currently averaging 31. He's priced below that. He scored his first try the other day, a whole bunch of 40s in a row. So, yeah, just, just hold on to Azai Katoa at least until round 14, where it seems this entire season will pivot and I'll have to work out something else to talk about. Uh, so we also got to talk about Conley Lemuelu. Nick? Mate, get on if you don't have him. He's averaging nearly 50 in the back row this year and 61 playing on the left back row. Legit start is growing to his role. I think conservatively, he's worth like low 700s. He could be up to high 700s. Um, he's a keeper center. He's, he doesn't, as I just said, miss one game over Origin. He's not going to play Origin. Just bring him in. If you uh, uh, mark for fantasy amateurs, pause the podcast and bring him in. That's it. I like it there. So, 
the other guy that we've got to talk about, yeah, uh, because there are a couple of other guys worth in this team, is Hammer. Now, with the news that the Hammer might be playing Origin, are we selling or are we waiting to see what's happening? Nick, are you an owner? No, I'm not, thankfully. If you were an owner this week, would you be selling or waiting to see whether he comes up as centre for Origin as they're reporting in the Herald? So, he's playing centre over Gagai and Holmes. Over 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 Gagai. Holmes is obviously playing. Surely he's the, the wing. Yeah, it, I don't it, know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, I, hold in this week. Hold in this week. Wait till next week. That's what I would do. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 one of those ones here. Unless you really don't believe. If you always wanted to sell because you're just sick of the ride, then do that. But yeah, otherwise just wait till Origin. Uh, if he's your if he's your centre wing fullback cover though, you can wait a week. If he's your starting guy, maybe think about getting a lemon whale or a bird. But you, you know what I mean. If he's yeah. your starting centre, then upgrade. But otherwise, yeah, hold him. That's it. Yep, he's. I don't know where he's at for me. I've I've sort of got all these mid range guys, which causing me headaches at the moment, unfortunately. Because uh, I've got him, Chance, Miller, all of them. I'm like, what do I do? Yeah, we'll work out. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King. Now he's we talked about his coverage as well, Nick. So because he he uh, as an option instead of Robson. So he's seven hundred k, very similar class to Robson. Which one would you prefer? Nick? No. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> okay. Ah, gotcha. He's left me a note saying uh, he had to leave uh, temporarily. So let's go to you, Adam. Jerry Marshall King, any interest in your side? Because if you're selling Grant as as opposed to Robson. I actually quite like it, eh? I, I'm, yeah, I'm disappointed with Robson, um, although I'm going to sit tight. Um, yeah, I think I think Jeremy Marshall King is a great pod. Yeah, I'm just having a look here. Like his his worst game this year was the 39 against the Titans. Uh, other than that, he's it's all been high 40s, low 50s, and and pushed up to the 60s against the Roosters. So yeah, for me, he's, he's definitely someone of interest there, averaging 53. Uh, okay, looking at here, the last guy, Trent Liero. I just say guys, like he's he's in the 600k mark, which is above where you know. We thought he was going to end up. He's looking like a great round 13 sell. So, or just holding past 13, selling round 14 to, again, one of those keeper edges. Looking forward at this one, I think that's everyone that we took, wanted to talk about. Adam, who do you have winning this one? I've actually got Dolphins by four. Excellent. Whoa. Nice. I like it. I like it. it. I've, I've got B. I think um, I, th- I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Storm missed the eight this year. I'll take a sandwich on that one. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd probably take one on that too, actually. <laughs> you, you go broke quickly this way, mate. So don't take it. But um, no, fair enough. Look, I don't think they'll make. I don't think they'll uh, make the top four for sure. I think they'll. Yeah, but I, I do like the Dolphins. I, I reckon the Dolphins. I want to say by two in that one. How about you, Nick? Yeah, I got the Storm by six. Excellent. And Mitch? I'm taking the Storm by 10. They'll get it done. Excellent. All right. So let's have a look at the next game. We got uh, we get to the Sunday game, Bulldogs versus Titans real quickly. Uh, Josh Otokar returns. Uh, Blake Willison, 18th man. Carl Olapu, start at 5'8", with Josh Runners to come from the bench. And Aaron Clark for the Titans uh, was a late out due to a finger injury, but he's back. 
Isaac Fasoa Moawi is makes way. So guys, we've got to talk about real quick. So Jacob Kraz, I'm going to say stop what you're doing. Chuck a star on him. Got a 37 last week. He's actually one of the guys that I really like. I know that you were keen a few weeks ago, Mitch, like at how good Jacob Kraz was. I've been, I've been keen all season. Just give him a couple more weeks with that uh, knee injury. He came back a little underdone there. Uh, remembering it was quite a high grade and we did see Brian Toll struggle the entirety of uh, the 2021 season when he came back from that. Just remember, he probably won't be 100% Jacob Caraz this year. Two more weeks till he's as good as he's going to be. Yep. And so that's kind of good from our standpoint because he's uh, he's still got a high break even, 54. A couple more weeks will actually see him down to an even better price. But sort of, you know, 450k Jacob Caraz. We know that he's got good scores in him. So, yeah, he's a stud. I yep. pick him in origin. So, oh, big call, but I like it. He's well, an awesome ball runner. Big, big man ball runner. I liken him to, you know, uh, Blake Ferguson. I like it. But, but a better nose. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tanner Boyd, guys, I'm going to say 39. Hold the faith in what seems to be a bit of a weird game there. Uh, it could be around 13 cell, but you better have depth because if nothing else, he is the perfect hooker cover. He combines uh, with Reese Robson to provide you with hooker cover all the way through all of the buyers for the rest of the season. Wow. Yeah, so... That's pretty nice. I was looking at maybe trying to cash him out, but that's pretty nice. It is, but he is 700K, so it would only be... The only thing that I think about if I cashed him out around 30 would be to buy someone like SJ. I'd buy Adam Reynolds and then use the cash elsewhere. That's true. You can do that too. Uh, Camperera, 38, right? Unless you have someone better to buy, uh, shaping up as a round 13 sell, but just enjoy it. Jojo Fafita, uh, we got questions last week. We went through about the 40 average. Uh, wait and see. I'm not seeing the massive upside near 500K, and I think there are better options out there. I would honestly go by Jesse Reaming or Sina Katoa before I bought Jojo Fafita. Uh, now, Adam. Jacob Preston, 45. Are we selling? Are we waiting a week? What are you thinking? Um, you, you can wait a week. I, I, I sold him a couple of weeks. Ago. I just think he's made his money um, taking a run. But, um, yeah, second row, at 70, above 70 minutes, he averages 54. Um, so you can wait a week. But they have the buy next week. So they can yeah, take that into consideration. Excellent. That's it. So you yeah, buy round 13 or round 14 to someone else. Remember, don't buy buy a puppy next week. You either got to buy him this week or after the buy. Uh, all right. So Harrison Edwards, Nick, a lot of interest around him. Like I've got a few direct DMs around who's this Harrison Edwards. Are we buying him? What are we thinking? Mate, 378K, a 70 this week is the reason why everyone bought him. He's got a minus, uh, wants to buy him, and he's got a minus 12 break even, which is just delightful. So I brought him up around six um, with the following hitter point, six, nine PPM in 65 minutes and six reserve grade games at lock in 2022 and 2023. Plenty of base stats, 22 years old. He's six foot one, 96 kilos. Not a huge lock, but gets through plenty of work. It is 70. If you take the trial line breakout, you still have, get this, 48 tackles. 65 running meters for a juicy base to 54 and only one missed tackle in 68 minutes. So cool. he could make some stupid coin uh, if he's going to be sitting in like that Toby Couchman emergency middle spot. So if like if he's sitting in your emergencies as just like a cashy, he could just like, you Blow know, up. 
high risk sort of spot. I reckon he could be worth a, a look in this this week, uh, potentially maybe even a Jackson Ford sort of spot, potentially um, if you're still holding him. But I'm not too sure how it fits into round thirteen plans. That said, because the Bulldogs have the buy from memory, they do, they do. So that, that's the question there. Do we bring him in any interest on your part, Adam? I'm actually just looking at my side now. Um, Tim the th- trade out Jake Granville to him. Um, that's that the best is, trade I've heard all day. That is, yeah, that's juicy. How do you think he fits in when Sutton and um, they're missing someone else comes back? Uh, so they're missing Sutton. They're also missing Thompson. So be wild, all right. Thompson should be due back soon, shouldn't he, Mitch? Thirteen weeks from the ankle. Yep. Uh, the next two to three, I reckon. Okay, so that's the only downside with him. And look, I, if you see here, you see Sutton. Sutton was on a slide for a long time, like as far as minutes and time went. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Sutton slide in and slide out of the squad. Uh, but Luke Thompson, he's going to walk straight back in, eh, Mitch? Oh, yeah, he's probably their best prop. Yeah, so looking at that, it just might mean that they can give Maxi King's poor ribs a bit of a break. So I'd see there... Um, and it means they might be able to return Raymond Fatala Mariner to an edge. So Harris Nemes, he's a bit of a risk, but it's this week or never, right? Minus 12 break even. Absolutely. Okay, so risk versus reward if you make it, but he might be um, the Trent Peoples of this year, take it at your own risk. Uh, other guy we've got to talk about is no one. I think Matty Burton, we're happy with Nick if you held him, yeah? Oh man, I'm loving holding Matty Burton, loving it. Yeah, as opposed to my Mitch most anyway. Let's let's set about him the better. Uh all right, so who we got winning this one? So I have I've got the Bulldogs winning this one by twelve. I reckon with uh at a car back, they're gonna find a little bit of left hand strike. Mitch? Uh yeah, I've got Bulldogs by twelve. I think they've been showing signs for a little while now. How about you, Nick? Oh, oh it's another toilet bowl. It is. Um <laughs> Valandis yeah, ran out of good matchups. He used them all up early in the season. That's it. Yeah, there's been great matchups. This week's just trash, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'll go the Titans by. Oh no, let's go the Bulldogs by eight. Let's go Bulldogs. Come on, Bulldogs. Uh, Adam, you got a bit of a dissenting voice here. Yeah, mate. I'm going Titans by six. Fair enough. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we probably just need to quickly talk. David Feeder, great pod captaincy option. Great option there, but I. I I can't think of a reason why he doesn't play Origin this year, right? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Okay, so leave him alone. Uh, try and pick him up afterwards. Hopefully he drops down from the 900k that he's currently at. Uh, Adam, we got the last game, Raiders versus Seagulls. What's happening with the Raiders? Yeah, the good old Ricky Stewart. Um, Ricky Stewart factor. So Danny Levi returns um, after the broken jaw. He comes, he comes off the bench with... Tom Starling starting. Um, Zach Wolford gone due to concussion protocol, so he'll miss 11 days. Um, that's it. There's also Nick Kotrick in the not jersey number 22 as well with Corey Harahira and Ira in um, 21. So watch out for those. It could be a quick a late switcheroo with those ones. The Seagulls, well, they've got a lot more... Um, so there's Schuster back um, after his quad complaint and being challenged um, by the club to improve conditioning. He's at 5'8". 
um, Trebojevic makes it, oh, Jake Trebojevic, sorry, that is, um, makes an early return from a calf injury. Josh LOA misses time after his soldier um, dislocation. And Ben Trebojevic moves into the second row, replacing Kilmar Tuolangi, who suffered a facial f- fracture last week. Um, Aaron Wood's out with a thumb injury. And that's about it, I think. There's quite a bit bit going in that Seagulls um, squad, isn't there? There is. Let's start off with the really interesting one, Ben Trevojevic, Nick. He's the guy I'm most interested in this week because he's bargain basement, 220K. Probably got a six to eight. Eight-week window, are we saying, Mitch, for Kamato Luggy's face? Yep, eight weeks, mate. No other second rowers in that squad worth a damn. Like, they've tried... Uh, Bullimore out there before is just too slow. So with that in mind, what are we thinking about him? Yeah, so despite the runway and the price tag, he's averaged 21 in seven 80-minute games in reserve grade on the edge. He's got one first-grade game for a 60 there, which is even harder. I think they had a a double in it, so I've sort of (laughs) disregarded. I've really uh, disregarded that. Anomaly, you know what I mean? Like that's that's not going to happen. So I just think wait the week. He's got twenty five break even. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I could probably look at what like an average starting edge is worth. It's probably in the four hundreds, I'd say. Five hundred for. He's got hamstrings like his brother. <laughs> Seriously? Yep. Oh, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Not yeah, I'll look, it, but it's it's one of those risk reward things. If it allows you to do something else, at least you know he's starting and he's got a long window. He plays thirteen, so I, I wouldn't be complaining too much if you can pick up Verbo this week. And if you're missing Joey Manu, as as you you at least bring him in as emergency center cover, right? Well, do you bring bring in Billy Smith for an extra two hundred and ten grand or not? That's probably the question. I reckon Burbo and Billy Smith are equal risk. In fact, I'd say Burbo's lower. I think Billy Smith is huge risk. Yeah, two hundred k more, but he's also got a higher. Billy Smith's done three three ACLs, man. That's not a coincidence. That is that is like not good. Why do you think I didn't Mm. touch on this time round? It's like too much risk for me to tolerate. Yeah, Burbo is a slow risk because at least you know that you're getting absolutely like minimum. Like, there's no, there's basically no risk. He gets injured. No downside well. is it? No downside. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I I'll go him this week. Yeah. If, I I wouldn't touch Billy Smith this week. It's too I late. I'm just I'm just reversing my Joey Martin to Billy Smith trade right now to bring him Burbo. Nick, do not do it. Do not get Billy no, Smith. I'm bring you Burbo. Bring you Burbo. Okay, it's all right. What is, what is wrong with you? <laughs> okay. Bring you Burbo. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, Corey Horsburgh, the other guy, Nick, uh, 688k. So, he's gone up a fair bit. Uh, tried to punch Ryan Madison last night. Missed. Didn't cry, fortunately. What are we thinking? <laughs> no, it wasn't really a punch. It was sort of like a sort of a open hand. It's like he's trying to grab something. Oh, I don't know. Who knows what it was? Um, talk of origin selection demands. Uh, you not bring him in this week, I think. And it's bringing... Uh, break-even demands, you must hold them. So I think you're sort of a, in a bind either way, whether you hold them or not, to either touch them or not touch them. So, um, and that sort of goes for Hudson Young as well. So we all know I get hard for Hudson Young, um, but don't pull the trigger, I think. I think it's almost possible to do based upon the origin um, bench spot, which you might occupy because 
like I uh, was sort of mentioning with Madison earlier, Young can play in the middle as well. And he's a really, really, really high work rate in the middle. So um, that's the sort of play you want in origin. And I think Hudson Young might even get a bolter spot on the bench. Yeah. Imagine um, if they stuffed her end with this that much. It's like, oh, they'll play play a couple of these guys and then it's like who is on the bench? Young, Martin, uh, Maddo, like all of these guys who can play a bit of each. Yeah. 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 Oh, mate, it'd be killer. Young. Yeah. Uh, that could happen. That could legit happen, though. That's actually not that silly. No, that because they, these guys who can do that dual role, they're, they're golden. That's why Kalomitangi was looking to get a bit of a spot. Uh, awesome. Okay. We, with that in mind, the uh, other guy that we've got to talk about here, uh, we've got to talk about the return of Joey Tarpane, the man, the myth, the guy who's been ruining my squad for a few weeks. So, comes back with a 60. His PPM, hey. PPM hey. of 1.2. He looked good. That's the best he's looked since he had that tear last year, Stu. And not to steal your thunder, but we talked about it when I was on the cast two weeks ago. Is that during that origin period post or that post origin period last year is when he really took off when uh, Papa Lee wasn't playing. I-, I wonder if he'll start to find his legs more and more, and particularly if uh, Big Red gets a spot, someone has to do the heavy lifting out there. That's that's it. And if you have a look at uh, the way that. Uh, he played a lot of time over the uh, off-season at the World Cup. So I think that he, he might slowly be sort of winding back into some sort of like match fitness as well, like not carrying the needles and everything else. So hopefully he does really return to form, hey? So I think I think it's coming. He looked a good pass the eye test. He does. And look, demerits, all, all of his other stats are great. So the uh, the tackle breaks were okay. There's no other massive stats propping him up. So, and huge run meters, 190 run meters this week. So, exactly what you want to see. So, I'm putting him as a low key buy because at 700k, I'm not 695. I'm not sure there's many other better guys. What are you thinking, Adam? Like, do you reckon Joey's worth a look? Oh, definitely. Definitely 100%. Nah, I've got him on my side and he's not going anywhere. The only reason I kept him all this time was for this period. <laughs> <laughs> me too mate i've been holding on with like gritted teeth like oh he's gonna come good he's gonna come good yeah so yeah and the fact that it's- he doesn't have another buy till round 16 is absolutely golden and it's a yeah. pretty, pretty soft run like seagulls this week an originless rabbitos the tigers and the warriors so yeah anyway i won't went down talk the warriors because we worked out this week that uh they're our largest listener pool they're a big <laughs> team, man. The Warriors are no joke. Oh, uh, up the Waz. That's it. No, they are a good team. They they played very well. So we'll talk about them more, but they got the buy. So let's talk about the very last guy very quickly because it's been going for long enough. Uh, Ruben Garrick, 53. So I've got him as another very good wing fullback option. And he's got that baseline, which we talk about. So the upside is that he kicks goals. The downside is the Seagulls don't look very good. So how many goals will Ruben Garrick be kicking? So I can't see a return of $700,000 Ruben Garrick because that was when he was basically getting a try and eight goals per week. So on his way to that 300-point ridiculous season that he had a couple of years ago. But I do think that he's going to eat very well now that he's back on the wing. So with that in mind, guys, I have him as a low-key buy uh, who has a very favorable origin schedule. So... And obviously, his prospects improve even more if Turbo does somehow make that origin team. 
So with that in mind, guys, would any guys interested in Ruben Garrick or would you rather wait for Jacob Carraz or someone like that? I'm waiting for Carraz. You too, Mitch? Yeah, uh, I probably won't get either, to be honest. I, I won't touch Carraz now that he's had that high-grade MCL. I think he just won't be quite the same until next year, which is a bit shit. Oh, that's a shame. Okay. Fair enough. Well, look, we'll, I'll keep an eye on Garrick anyway. I'll just, you know, second week might still be able to jump on. The thing yes. about Garrick is he tends to excel when the Eagles are excelling and they don't look like they're going to. No. That's, the, that's the real problem. And there's no buy for Turbo either to, like, have a week to get fit. No, they just they just don't seem keen on resting him. So, whatever's going on there. Okay, good, well, but there's a, re- there's a reason he doesn't look like Turbo. Let me put it to you that way. Okay, well, talking about the reason he got a 19, what are we thinking, Mitch? The stay away order is still in place, and I would suggest to you it's in for the whole season. Oh, God. As I said, I gave you the good oil. Gave you the good oil. That's really good oil. Excellent. Stay away from He's Turbo. playing with one, folks. He's playing with one. We just don't know about it. It's super low grade, but he's been playing with one. Hence the back spasms. Ouch. So, yeah. as I said to you, guys, a number of weeks ago when I didn't have the good oil, that's not uncommon when something's going a bit skewy with the hamstrings. The back muscles start to pick up. And um, now that we know that it's like it, it makes some sense. Excellent. Okay, so, so we'll stay away there t- until either it gets a rest or something else happens. New hamstrings. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, who have we got winning this one? Adam. I've got Raiders by 20. Nick? Say, uh, seagulls by right. six. Or yeah. sandwich. No, I'm not going that. On the line? <laughs> no. No way, they, Tommy's injured. I just think they might be able to squeeze it out. I don't like the Raiders. <laughs> hey, you don't like the Raiders, I get it. Howard. No, 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 I love this manly pack. This manly pack's awesome. And Alloy out, that's a plus in my opinion. Yeah, but they don't have a... This they have, they, they have, squad. They have a squad. They have a 5 eighth who confirmed, and I told you guys in preseason, doesn't know how to do rehab or can't be bothered. They've got a halfback who's on his way out. This team stinks. And I said that at the start of the year, and I'm going to be right. They stink. And they got a stinky coach. All stink. Milk by 12. <laughs> Look, I, I've got the Raiders. I, I The one that I... Honestly, most weeks I just steal whoever I think has the best idea. And I think Adam's got it here. I think uh, Raiders by 20. I reckon yep. they'll turn it on. I, I like it. The Raiders, they, they were so bad when they nearly got done by the Dragons. But each of these sneaky wins they've had, they've got a little bit more confidence. They look better and better. Like, I thought they beat the Eels pretty comprehensively, to be honest. They did. No Mitch Moses, but they still did a good job. Uh, all right, now we've got to really talk about the Warriors. I'm just going to run through them real quick. I've got SJ as a hold. I've got Tohu as a hold. I don't have him quite as a buy unless you need an exit for him. I reckon, though, Mitch, he will be better due to having a week off on that knee. Yep, every week's a better week. That's it. So, I look, he got a 64 the week returning. So, you know, yeah. we only hope with yeah, a week 64 off. 64 then 67 after I cashed out. Thanks, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so look, I, I, I'm pretty happy being a uh, Ford to Tohu transferee. So uh, he's definitely next week. Get on. Uh, yeah. Ford, question to the team. Are we holding Jackson Ford or are we selling? I still think there's a bit of cash to be had. Excellent. I think if you held him last week, then yes. Otherwise, no. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I guess if you didn't hold him last week, then yeah. you sold him. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. Okay, Chance Nickel Clockstad. Uh, this one's to you, Adam. Hold the cell. Oh, you've got to sit tight. Right. The Warriors have such a good buy schedule. Um, you know what you're going to get from Chance. Yeah, you've got to hold. 
Yeah. Look, I, I did like the return. Nick, you were completely right in the offseason. I was 100% wrong, right? You said he's a meter eater. He did 210 last week for just all base stats. As soon as he gets over the line, he's going to make a ton of money, right? Mate, he's, he's the man. He's a fantasy stud. Yep, and he did it tough last week. So for his 37, he ran for 210 metres uh, for a total of six tackles, four tackle breaks. The ultimate uh, compliment to, to Chance is that they're buying RTS back to play in the centres. What? Yeah. In the centres? In the centres, yeah. Oh, one what? of them What? It might yeah. be. Yeah. We'll wait to see whether he stays in the centres or not or whether Chance moves there, but the fact that it could be a competition is interesting. And he's playing on that uh, left center with that left foot step. That'll be nasty back on the inside. Oh, he'd truck a lot of, lot of inside like uh, back rowers, wouldn't he? Yeah, big time. Awesome. And look, Adam Fanel Blakey. For some reason, you smoked crack and you bought him a few weeks ago, and you enjoyed the blizzard of points. Hold him. Uh, don't buy. Adam Fanel Blakey's way too expensive now. He's like the fourth most expensive middle. All right. Uh, Captain C this week, Mitch. All hail the king. Excellent, King Cleary. Uh, who's your vice? Uh, oh, you got to have Hines. If, if I had Hines, it'd be Hines. So you reckon Hines, You reckon Cleary will score better than the Hines this week? So Cleary versus the Broncos versus Hines versus the Knights? All hail the king. I'm sticking with him the whole year. I told you that. I've captained him every single week. Excellent. Okay. Uh, how about you, Adam? I'm going I'm to go bite you on that one, Nick. Um, I'm going Hines. Excellent. Hines. Okay. How about you, Nick? What, who do you reckon? Well, the reason to go um, clear is he's averaging 61 in his last eight games and he had a 93 last year around six. And first game of the season, it was super terrible. They got absolutely dominated by the Broncos. He's got a 61. Um, diversing the Broncos without, without Adam Reynolds, I just think they'll just dominate field position. Um, off the back of Cleary is just going to be a, a whitewash, I think. So, um, yeah, it's going to be like 40 nil or something, I think, personally. Mm-hmm. We'll wait to see. We'll, we'll see which one they turn up. If they if they stiffen up in defense, hopefully it won't be a blowout, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll you've sp- got a weak defense, so just change mine to Cleary. Yeah. The problem with the Broncos is that their sixth, uh, sorry, fifth tackle option is so poor without Reynolds. That was so clear last week. Like, I don't care what John they, they will do. They revert they back just, to 2020 Broncos, don't they? It's just like literally, going back in time. Literally, they're like school schoolyard. Like, and, and high, the, it's oh, all it's a washy to try and make something out of nothing. Yeah, and that's not his role. That's not his natural game. None of them have the organization to their game. Like, Paddy Carrigan was pretty much playing halfback. You know, like, Billy Walters was trying, but he's not the guy who could put in a fifth tackle play and get the right one, which Adam Reynolds nails every single time, which is the reason why Broncos are always in these games. Yeah, do you reckon Jock Madden can do a job? No. Yeah, I guess if you can't make it, the Tigers can't make it anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so, so with that one in mind, uh, guys, I've got the spicy captain. I've got Payne Haas for that one because we saw last week he can score big and we know that the Panthers... Like Haas, whether he's on the attack and he's running, or whether he's defending and just making a thousand tackles, we know that he has the motor and he will aim up big for the big games. Like we know that the coach will give him extra minutes and extra responsibility. So I've got Payne Haas. I reckon he can punch out another. I want to say seventy plus this week. I don't want to go any higher, but I reckon that I reckon seventy you can expect from him this week if he stays fit throughout the game. What about you, Mitch? 
Uh, my spicy pick is Isaiah Papali terrorizing the right edge of that Cowboys defense. Whoa. Yep, that's actually a very good one. Might nom, need to nom, get nom. on this week. Is that yeah, I just did. So Papali, yeah, I'm going to have to do it. Okay, uh, what are we thinking, Nick? Um, yeah, Cleary? No, no, spicy. Oh, pass, 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 pass. Excellent. And Adam? Just is changing up. I got Dave Feeder. Nice. Just like, yeah. Absolute okay, brain. Who are they playing this week? Um, dogs. They, yeah, dogs. Oh, so he's running at Joe Stimson. Yeah. Feeder's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have a good week. Uh, awesome. All right. With that in mind, uh, I'm just trying to think if there's, there's much to see. Let's have a quick talk through the. Uh, the questions we've already talked about our trades during the thing. So, uh, questions. So, selling money. So, we had a question here. Uh, cheaper options like Drinkwater or Karaz or Ponga, or do you go up to a guy like Edwards or Walsh? The second one. So, uh, more more expensive guys. Yep. Go drink. Go drink water. Yeah, I'm going to drink water. Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, I didn't say drink water in there. Yeah, go drink water. Sorry, drink water. I thought I was. I was looking at Kraz and Pong. I was like, nope. Yeah, you could go drink water. That'd be the most obvious one. Yeah. Walsh, if this was next week and he wasn't playing, I'd say Walsh as well is equally viable because he's, he's actually playing very well. I like the more that That's I see him, how quick he is. He just runs it. It's like he's running like a little kid, you know, where they just like spring out the legs, but he's moving quickly. It's weird how, how, how quickly he gets to the outside of those guys and gets that try assist in just by picking the right pass. So, and the fact that he's playing in a better team than the Warriors were last year, the Warriors are good this year, but last year they were not. It just shows how much improvement that, like, he has to go. So, uh, was this, was this you running this one down, Adam, for about the centers, which is Lemuel and Bird? Yeah, yeah. So I I had a couple of questions um with people selling Manu, um and so but they didn't. If if you need a centre, um Lemu really and Bird are both must haves. If you don't get one, if you don't have them, go get them. Um yeah, it's that simple. Yeah, I like it. Awesome, and and yeah, you got Hopgood as as a big buy this week, which I like. Now we had a couple of questions. Let's go to Tom Conway. Uh. So, Teddy. So let's let's put this one to you, Nick, because you, you've said get out, Teddy. So he said initially he thought he would hold over Origin, but he's now looking at Garrick to cover the first two buy rounds. Uh, would you either give Garrick uh, do it this week, or give uh, Teddy the last chance against the Dragons? Yeah, I I wouldn't mind holding Teddy that extra week and then um, flogging him next week and reassessing your options, but. You know, like we said before with Marty, if you don't drink water, just trade Teddy to drink water. You know, that's pretty simple. Um, and it's got a really friendly buy schedule as well. So that sort of ticks all the Garrick boxes as well, right? It really does. They, Garrick does have the goal kicking, but they're not kicking that many goals. So, yeah, I reckon that's pretty safe there. Uh, strength of schedule for the uh, over the buy period for Manly. Where are they at? Uh, ranked 1 to 17. Nick, put you on the spot. Um. Uh, they are sixth. Okay, so not too bad. So you could Gar- Garrick's not the worst choice. They're not going to get flogged. All right. Uh, the next one is uh, so Brett Grady. Oh, I put out there something saying, "Are we selling Hammer? Or are we buying?" And Brett says, "I sold him last week, but now he's playing this week. Might as well try and hold him, even if he might be playing Origin." Uh, thoughts on that? 
Adam? Yeah, definitely. Definitely hold Hammer. We'll see, we'll see what um, Billy's got for us in, at the end of the week. All right. Uh, so real quick on this one, the next one is uh, we've got Simon Jones is asking, is Ford and Hammer to Lemma, Elu and Davey a good or a bad trade? Uh, Nick? Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, maybe just rethink Davey to – can Lukey make the money work? Maybe not. Uh, um, look, Lukey's 40 more K expensive, so it depends what he's got left in the bank. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Who else did we mention that was a good – I'll go down to Burbo. Uh, yeah, right? I was, was going to say the same because you got yeah, eight weeks Burbo. It depends yeah. on whether you need a starter or not. If you need a starter, I'll try and get up to Lukey if you can – if, Jeez, if it's grim if you're starting Davy though. Oh, grim. It's, Jim, it's grimmer if you're starting Burbo. No, I just mean like, geez, dude. yeah, yeah, I, that's I, tough. Mean, I've been looking the forums as much as like we're having a pretty good season as far as team value is going, right? Like we're all sort of at that thirteen, thirteen and a half million uh, mark for the most part. So, but a lot of people they're rolling around so that. 11 and a half, 12 million mark. They just missed a few of the guys early, so they might yeah. just might not have the cash for it. Yeah, it's tricky. It's ugly as. Uh, I, I'm going to have to bypass all this cheapies just through the fact that I, I don't have anyone to sell for them anymore. So, not, not a first world problem, right? Uh, so, the last one that we got here, and I think we've answered this tonight, so I'm, I'm really going to skip it. So, best cheapies in all this week. So, we've got Harrison Edwards, Jack Williams, uh, who shouldn't be really here because he's more expensive. So, Harrison Edwards, Billy Smith, Cal Olopo, or Burbo. Who do you reckon is the best buy this week, fellas? Nick, who, who do you reckon is the best buy out of those four? Look, Harrison Edwards and Billy Smith are going to make you the most cash this week. Um, so, if you're after, like, th- three-week cash, you go either of those two. But I think we sort of were thinking Burbo might have the lowest downside. Um, that's it. What, what are you going to do? Lose Ola- money? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Oluwap is interesting. Um, that's really tricky. Uh, it it really depends upon what your needs are positionally, right? Yeah, Oluwapu. So he's uh break even of nine, starting half this week. We didn't really mention him, but he's. I oh know I've got Katoa, so I'm, I don't really need another cheapy half. But he's a good option, right? Phil, uh, Phil Gould was saying that the wrestling coach reckons the strongest guys he's ever seen in the wrestling, number one and number two were Cam Murray and Taylor May, and Carl Owapu is up with those guys in terms of just like pure strength. Wow. Okay. So well, like he's he's like a serious first grader despite being quite young. Like he should have the strength to sit in the halves and – They've yeah. done this purposefully, so he could. What I'm, what I mean to say is, he could stay there for the rest of the year potentially, um, if he's able to stay fit. Yeah. No, I gotcha. So, okay, what do you think, Adam? If you had to pick one, who are you picking this week? Uh, I, um, you guys told me the narrative, Harrison Edwards. Excellent. And uh, look, for, for me, it's Billy Smith. Just do the eye test on those guys. So uh, it's it's pretty much take your pick. Uh, and best middle prices, guys, I'm going to run really quickly. We're going to take Davey out of the list, right, because we, we don't like him. So if we're going to pick up Tola, Lodge, Ponga, Lukey, or Jack Williams this week, who's the best buy out of the lot? Adam, gut check. Um, 
I've already got him, but I've got Lukey. I just like watching him play. Excellent. Mitch? Uh, I'll go Lukey as well. Uh, Nick? Yeah, same. Yep. For me, it's the same. Uh, to taller second. Lower, much lower ceiling, but safer. Uh, I've bought Totola. That's who I've gone. I've gone for Totola because it's low risk. That's it. Okay. Uh, so, Nick, you've also got something to hear about jerseys. Mate, it's the Indigenous jersey round. Oh, it's the Indigenous round, but really it's an Indigenous jersey round. Yeah, because how good and, it is. Uh, <laughs> last year we gave uh, the people the rankings they didn't want, uh, but they got anyway. So we're going to do our quick rankings. Um, just going through, I've got, I think Penrith or Gold Coast might have the number one spot for me this year. Um, I quite like, quite like those. Uh, Stu, do you have a number one in mind at the moment? You've picked them pretty much up. Like I would just, well, I was just glancing through that really looking at the squads because some of them are hard to tell than others. Uh, look, the Penrith one looks good. The, the Titans one for me, that's uh, possibly just do the colors. Really stands out. I like it, and it does look like Boom a boomerang. This mountains, it's clever, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. it. Just much like the Gold Coast down there, and it it looks less like a walking billboard. It's still got the same size, but they've worked it in a bit better. Uh, what about yeah. you, Adam? I got sharks first day. Eh? I don't know what it is. I just like that one. That's yeah, that's cool. Um, and then I got yeah, like South. I got Titans, and then got Knights. Nice. I like it. Actually, the Sharks looks pretty nice too, eh? I think it's less nice than last year's one, though. I think it was throwing me off. That was our number one last year was the Sharks because it had, like, the Sharks on the shoulders. I think it had hammerheads or something like that on them. That's yeah, that it. Cool. And the uh, the St. George had that one too. Yeah. Mitch, what's what one stands out for you? I like the Tigers one. That looks fantastic. Yeah, I like the Tigers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Tigers is really, really good. And uh, I put the Cowboys in second. I thought that one was pretty good as well. It kind of all ties nice. Those two tie nice, most nicely into the original jersey. The others are almost, you know, standalone jerseys. They they barely relate to the team colors, particularly the Titans, which you guys liked. It's like, oh, that's not really a Titans jersey. It's not. Like it, it. it just it just stands it's out. It's a nice jersey. Yeah, that's right. It's like I think you know the Tigers and the um, the Dolphins. Uh, and the Cowboys have adhered to the rubric probably better than anyone else in that they've taken their jersey and made it indigenous. <laughs> so all, all, other, all other clubs get deductions. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, with that in mind, uh, Nick, maybe we can get some sort of poll up on the thing. Like we can get a promo out for this one. What do you reckon? Have it on there. Six, no, no, no. We're just going to give our power rankings. We're, we're going to dictate what's the best one, I think. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Bring back your, bring back your up. Ladder power rankings, you God. Oh, mate. <laughs> I haven't done that for a while because last time I got absolutely slapped and everyone's like, Arr! it's like, oh, geez, mate, I'm not the one whose team sucks. Nick, so- we should do one that- <laughs> Nick, we should do on the stinkometer. Just like put up teams and how stinky we think they are. You, you know what? For the weirdest one, I've got two here. So the Storm one, not, not to say anything disrespectful to that, obviously talented artist who did this, but just the weirdness just sticks out to me. That one looks like a mind map. Uh, possibly it does, or, or possibly like some sort of like cartoon germ and it does look like under the microscope doesn't it, it? Does, it does. and and the one next to it the knight's jersey possibly looks like it was done in crayon <laughs> <laughs> now again nothing against the artist like sometimes it's just their design and my brain doesn't you know fit in it's it's my eye that's obviously off but 
but I can't see that now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the thing, man. It's like sometimes you see it, just like, oh, God. So anyway. did Zoe design that one, Stu, as you just sit there last night? Just sort of it's done by a very, very talented Indigenous artist, okay? Oh, no. Oh, I'm going to oh, no. get woked. You get cancelled, dude. Dude, oh, you? man, I'm going to get cancelled. Shit. Anyway. All this good. is worse than the time I called that guy a flog. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> Adam Fiddler Blake, he's still looking for you. Oh, I said he wasn't a man. That's right. That's it. Uh, yeah, I think he also said about Matt Lodge too. Anyway, moving on. Uh, guys, look, thank you everyone for uh, listening along tonight. If you made this far, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Adam, for joining us tonight, mate. It's been really good to have you. Nah, I've been awesome here being here. Excellent. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to seeing you more often. Uh, and thank you, Nick. Great to have you back. Yeah, hey, what it do, baby? You can give yourself a clap. And Mitch, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I knew none of the other guys would have done it. <laughs> and Mitch, thank you as always, mate, for your insight. And uh, hopefully, a better week on the traps this week. Oh, the crickets! Yeah, hopefully, I've made a couple of big trades. So this will this will be my week. And just just quickly for those listeners out there, I, I'm putting one to you, Stu. These $190 jerseys, which I think is just pure freaking oh, no. Like, what were, what were these guys getting paid to design it? Like, honest to God. But, uh, Stu, I'm putting something up for you. Emma reckons she's almost completed her Hot Boys team. She said, should she beat you, she wants one of these Indigenous jerseys. She wants the Rabbitohs one. Uh, it's the worst one. Like, if we go for the worst one. He likes the Carl Mitchell, man. I don't know what to tell you. That's fine. Look, the, the answer is just that if, if she if she gets me, look, I'll, 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 I'm not recommending knockoff websites. I'm simply saying that uh, it, it may not come from the official NRL distributor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I'm certainly not betting like you. I'm nervous about betting sandwiches, guys, like 190 bucks. I may as well just go it's away. It's Emma's Hot Boys team, mate. You've already lost to it once. Surely you can't Throw it away in the tab. Time. Is this uh, like the Tigers of 2021 that knocked over? If she's got Heinz, I certainly could. The answer is, is that Heinz can come in and blow them out of the water, right? Like 120 points later, you're well, just, just trade in Heinz then. you got plenty the, of trades, right? That's the last trade she's got to make. She's nearly there. I nearly got her there. Excellent. All right. Anyway, guys, thank you, everyone, for listening to all of our ridiculousness. Uh, Boom and Bust NRL Podcast Week 12 signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.